Welcome to Indie Archfiends Episode 6, your source for both new and competitive players alike. So, <laughs> um, we have, we're going to do a quick episode today, because uh, well, we, we both have passes to catch. Right. <laughs> but we, we just did the, the pre-release, so that was fun. Yeah, so today's pre-release day for good games. Um, yeah, so by the way, my name's Eric, because I didn't get introduced like I normally do, which is crazy. My but bad. We're, yeah, we're good. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a rush. Uh, we're rushing. So, um... Let's we talking two topics and then we're going to also introduce basically the whole all the interviews that she was able to do at the Lightning Crystal Cup, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so um, little story about today we had the we had the um, we had the pre-release for Opus Nine and a Archfiend did take it home, so. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We uh, you, you came in at number one. Yes, yes. I I, I feel like I'm tooting my home, which I did not want to do. But yeah, I, which thankfully, I thank God. I feel like I've been on a horrible losing streak, so I'm good. So, but it was. I'm glad everybody had a chance to come out, have some fun, and yeah, it seemed like everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, so. after this uh, this pre-release, I've now that I've done a handful of them, I've come to the conclusion mm-hmm. that I'm really terrible at sealed. <laughs> sealed. Seal's not seal's not horrible. Seal's is pre knowledge is one thing, and you just gotta have a game plan and realize that you. Okay, my thing for seal was this: I chose. Yeah. I I was like, okay, there are some cards I need, and then I was like, okay, why? Why I'm why I pull my stuff out? Try to find six six to ten cards. It's like, okay, these are my king cards. These are the cards yep. that I need to make sure that comes in the field and get in play, and then. Some support cards. Make sure you also get your removal stuff on on the. I mean, in that you get the removal things, and then once you do that, you kind of that's your forty card deck. Keep it light. I don't go yep. over forty cards. I've never played anything above forty. Is in any silly thing I do, um, just because I want to make sure I get that thing. And I was kind of nuts. I did four colors because the card I was looking for and the card I got was whoa because I was determined to make it work. And surprisingly, he didn't come into play at all. Yep. <laughs> hit but the damage on once. He actually he hit it twice. He hit it oh, twice. He, yeah, he hit in my first and last game. Well, second no, second nights. No, we played second, right? Yeah. Yeah, we played second. So second and third game he played he he hit my break zone. So but the deck was still able to work. It's still it was still good. Oh yeah, for sure. So um so we covered the so anything any, anything else um, you want to talk about? Let's, as, as, about far as, as far as uh you mean the pre release? Pre release, yeah. <laughs> No, I did the same. When we were talking uh I think we were talking like over Facebook chat mm-hmm. and I was um talking to Tad, I'm like, Hey, you go into the LQ? He's like, You mean the pre release? Like that, that's <laughs> what I meant. I've had LQs and CCs on the mind for like a oh. long time. So now I'm just pre release and relaxing. That's that's yes. pretty much my goal now. Um but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. So I mean, we can jump into our topics before we okay. do our uh, getting into the interviews and stuff. Definitely. So uh, one of the things that we that we was going to talk about is basically we're going to, we are choosing our top two cards in each element and yep. um, go from and go from there. Talk about for a few minutes, and then we go from and then we go from there. So um, while we while. I can talk about fire right now because I wrote the little notes. Now. Nice. All right. So jump in the fire first. Yeah. Thing. So so my first two cards and what I try to do is I try to find I try to purposely try to find a common rare and then a hero legend. Okay. So yeah. that was just because I wanted to try to split. Give it. yourself some options. Yeah. What you like. I didn't yeah. want to be like, oh, this legend card is great or this legend card or here. Nah. I was like, nah. I need to find a rare. I need to find a lower a lower value card that is actually good. So the first one was Clairvoyant. 
Clairvance, Clairvance, yeah, Clairvance. Um, I remember it was a four that's three K. Um, it's a three for seven K. Yeah. And the reason I chose it is because a it gains a thousand points when it hits, and it uh, when it swings, and it does a thousand points to a um, damage to a four. So actually, it's a three for nine. And it's yeah. and it's a standard unit, so you got multiple copies of them. It hits above its weight cut. It, it hits above its weight class. I was hoping I would have pulled it, but I didn't. But at the same time, it. I mean, I think that would. I think that is a very good card. It's a. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's, especially if you're going to do draft. It's or it's any type of silly event. I think it's a good card to get. So that's one. That was one of my favorites. So that was my first one. And the other one I'm actually excited for is Nail. And I know. Oh, like, okay. I was like, why Nail? First and foremost, you you top you look at the top three cards. If it's you get two fours, nail came out for nail came out for th- for two. Okay, you know first and foremost, so, or you know two four. Worst case, it came out for six. You know then you can you can kill one of your backups, which you like a backup that's already been played, been used, and it gains haste, and that thing is and she is huge, and then. Um, and then you can break two more CP, and I, there was something else. There was it was last ability, but basically it gave you a way to get rid of some of your backups that you don't need, so you could play more backups. If yep. You get stuck with that five, at five backups, and it's like, oh, I need to get rid of something. No, play now. Get rid of some of the things that's no longer of any use, and then just keep going. So those are my fire choices. Gotcha. So right. my fire choices. Uh, first, I'm, I, I went with uh, Bergen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's the one that's a three drop forward. Uh, AK, you can only pay with CP produced by fire backups to play Bergen from your hand to the field. So okay. Monofire is what I'm looking at. Right. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to do new fun things with Monofire. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he blocks or is blocked, deal 7K to the forward that blocked or is blocked by Bergen. Okay. Um, or, and then you can pay one fire CP, one any CP, choose one forward, deal at 1,000 damage. Cool. So that's he's dealing eight thousand damage. Yep. He can deal seven thousand on a blocker, uh, a blocker being blocked, mm-hmm. and you can two more CP, and you can make that uh, eight damage, eight right. K, another eight K damage. So <laughs> he, he, I think you can do some fun things with oh, the yeah. mono fire deck. Now, is it going to see competitive? Probably not, but it it might squeeze its way into like a mono fire competitive deck. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just I, I want to have mono fire fun. That's oh, yeah. I, that's where I want to be. Um, and then my other fire card is the Legend Ace. Okay. Because uh, I'm really excited about the cadets. Uh, they're they're going to make a comeback, I feel. I am. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So when Ace attacks, choose one forward opponent controls, deal a 2,000 damage for each uh, job class zero cadet. Forward you control. When Ace enters the field, reveal the top seven cards of your deck. Add up to two job zero class cadets other than card name Ace among them to your hand. Then shuffle the other cards revealed and return them to the bottom of your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a cadet deck, it's going to be sick. It's five drop AK. He's a solid card. Oh, yeah. Worth the legend. Yeah, very much so. All right, so next up, Ice. Um, my favorite two Ice like cards. Um, I think everybody likes Dragon. Um, Azura Dragon, LC, okay, yeah. uh, Soria. I think everybody likes them. Um, Model Ice deck, definitely. I mean, yes, he's it's just, yes, he's just good. Five on five nine. I mean, he's a five, five drop nine K, AX burst. Uh, when he comes in, when he attacks, reveal the top card. If it's an ice card, add it to your hand. If you're playing mono ice, he's definitely going there. Um, discard two, three, one ice card, freeze a four, um, freeze a character, discard three ice cards, uh, choose one for it, break it. Yeah. He, 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 it opens up some options right. if you need it. If you don't like it, get, pitch three ice cards. You're good. And I think the best part about this is an EX burst. Yes. And he's an EX burst. He's, 
he's good. Um, so that was my first choice. I mean, I, I don't have. I mean, I have a ton. I if we have more time, I can talk, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can talk more way about him. But the but I really don't. So and the other one I had was actually Uke. Okay, yeah. Okay, like I said, I tried to find a I tried to find a rare and Uke. You block much. You discard much. I mean, when you when it when he's blocked, your opponent discards the guard. He's he's. He's great in that trouble discard area. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's the, okay, great. It's not on the field, but you swing. He's a seven K. He's a standard unit. You that okay? That means seven K standard unit. Honestly, means eight to twelve, eight to nine K. If you really, really wanted to, yeah. And it's on block. I mean, and it swings to block. So you're gonna block me? Great. More I mean, discard. Discard the block, <laughs> please. Okay, it's a standard unit. I got playing ways gun back. I got. Yes, he's he's good. He's good standard. He's good. Um, he, I would if I can draft him. I would make sure I draft three of them. And yes, and I will make you. I will do turbo discard in a second. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so I went with um, Quistus, mm-hmm. the four drop seven K, and then she's the one who uh, basically pull the top five cards from your deck. Add right. a one Final Fantasy eight forward among them, and then return the others to the bottom of the deck, and then job seed candidates. Uh, Fords get 1,000 power. And then she has a special, mm-hmm. uh, which is reveal the top card of your deck, break all Fords opponent controls with the same cost as the revealed card, add the revealed card to your hand. So okay. I'm excited because uh, the 8 engine. Yeah. Uh, I want to see a nice 8 engine be made, and uh-huh. I think she's uh, a key part of that. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, like I said in a previous one, I, I was playing my 7, um, Barrett is nice, but he doesn't have that enter the field ability. So... Right. Uh, I don't get that five draw unless he survives at least a turn mm-hmm. where Quistus is a really nice way to pull your eight cards and it's an inner field ability. So you right. don't have to worry about, okay, she has to survive a turn and then I can, you know, search the top five cards. Um, and that second ability, if you can get it off, it's gross. Okay. My second card is uh, Renoa. Okay. Uh, once again, just really excited for that eight engine. Oh, yeah. uh, even in sealed, it did work. Like I, I only had one Renoa, mm-hmm. one Quistus, and one Laguna. And so I got Renoa out first, yeah. drop Laguna, search for Quistus, mm-hmm. and then I'm dulling and freezing okay. the, uh, the field. And, you know, if you have Squall, then you get to do all three abilities, <laughs> which is dulling something, freezing something, and giving something 1K first strike. Yeah. Great card. Great card. All right. So going to win. Um, so my first win card is Shisami. Shisami. Okay, <laughs> it's a summon. It's a two-drop summon. That's a rig that it gives you three options. You choose one. Um, choose choose one backup. It'll cost three or more. Return to your owner's hand, or choose one monster. Cost three three or more. Break it or activate all force you control. It's a two-drop summon that gives you options. Enough said. It's perfect. And win. And one of the options is reactivate all your forwards. Oh yeah, which it, is always great and win. Yeah, enough said. And it's a two drop, so um, and it's a two drop. Yeah, so we're we're good there. Um, then the other one was, it's kind of funny because if I mean, go. Um, sorry, <laughs> searching this. So we're gonna say it's kind of funny. The ma- yeah, the major sisters, and I was really excited about them. Now, if you notice, I just picked two heroes. I'm sorry, but no, I, you're good. Yeah, now I think actually just said something. We didn't get a lot of great cards to set. Thank God. I mean, they got the dragon. They got they got the dragon. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't good enough. They can get they can get not so good cards for us. Um, you know, Mage Sisters EX. It's a four drop EX burst for seven. Um, 
I'm in 7K. Uh, when the sisters enter the field, you may search for one card put into your break zone. When the major sisters put in, is put from the field to the break zone, you may remove one card named the major sisters from your break zone from the game. When you do, play the major sisters from your break zone into the field doll. Yep. So effectively, you're going to always get. You're, you, I mean, they're going to be in your break zone, but then they can always come back. Yep. So you got at least two shots to bring them back, and it's it is they just got staying power. Oh yeah. And the fact that they don't. Uh, no, they do come in the field though, but still, it's still staying power. Oh yeah. You're not going to get rid of the sisters anytime soon. And then if you're running when you're running Maria, so they're at least sitting at eight K. So that's right. an eight K that you can bring back. Eight K with Arc. I mean, I mean, you got Arc, so that's nine K. Uh, they're cat four, so they work well. And you can put, you can add them into the um, cat four engine with Cecil and Lock and everything else. Oh, yeah. So you, so they they got a little bit of utility. So absolutely. Okay, so your two. So my two. Uh, I'll go with the big one. Okay. Uh, the Yasmat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. One of us had to go with the yeah. dragon. Oh yeah, of course. So you know, I mean, you got the nine drop ten k who mm-hmm. does stuff at the beginning of every main phase and. You know, everybody's talked about this at length, so there's oh, yeah. not much I can add to the conversation about it. But it's a gross card, and I hope to pull it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy some box. Today wasn't that day. Um, <laughs> all right, so the other card that I'm really excited about is Duce. Because okay. this, this makes me excited for the cadets, once again. Um, mm-hmm. And she's a really good card. And as some some other uh, people have stated, she's, she's probably the best, like, one drop. As yeah. far as um, utility goes, because uh, she's giving one thousand, and then she adds also a thousand to your cadets. So mm-hmm. when she's running cadets, cadets are getting double anthems. Yeah, and everybody else is also getting a boost from it. She's just an amazing card. Um, the only sad thing is like you sneeze and she kind of she flies goes. away. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's in the cadets deck. There's plenty of ways to boost your cadets to get her to a more survivable level. Mm-hmm. Um, but at base, the one drop three k, uh, she's She's squishy. She is. But then you think if, if you're running other things besides cadets, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have things like you totally protecting her yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and those those are my win cards. Okay. Well, I'm at Earth. So my first Earth card is Vincent. I'm really, really excited about this Vincent because if anybody who's played me, I got Ice Earth deck and has Vincent. The Vincent's that was in the deck was literally being held, was being, being placeholder, placeholder for, for this, this new one. one. So, yeah, so let's look out for a second. When he's in the field, um, choose one. I may put one back up into, I control it from a break zone. If I do, choose one, throw for it, deal it 8K. It, I mean, right there, it's just, okay, I again, it gets rid of a backup that I have no longer have use for. So that's one of the reasons I like them. And then turn around his S ability, zoom. Um, you pitch a Vincent, one, uh, one Earth from um, and one color is still choose one backup cost three or more and break it. Now, if you notice something in Earth, they do have a backup breaking this um, tendency. Oh they yeah, do have to, they do have cards that can break, break backups. Vincent just asks for that. So now you're giving, now you're making Earth the I don't like your backups. You're get going rid to break them. them. We're going to get rid <laughs> of them. So again, one reason I like, I mean, one reason I like Vincent. He gives a little bit of utility in a spot, and he's on curve. Absolutely. So, and the other one was. Um, Lily, Lily, Litty, Lit, yeah, Lit, Lit. Yeah, the Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, the Lit, uh, Litty. She's a Crystal Chronicles board, and unfortunately, I did not have her pulled up, which I would have her pulled up in like third in like a few moments. Yeah, she would be the last card. <laughs> All right, so uh, this for everybody's sake, um, just for everybody's knowledge, I'm I am personally using the Square Enix um, card 
card um, database. And granted, it's a great database, but sometimes when you have to pull up a card right now, it's tough. And also, I'm going to do it on my phone. So, um, Liddy, um, again, 3-7, she, she press Chronicles. First and foremost, that makes it searchable. Yep. When she's blocked, choose a four you control. I mean, choose a four in your break zone, add to your hand. Guess That's what? Great. It's, it's fantastic. It's recursion. Yes, it's a four. It's not It's not restricted by color. Um, that fit. Um, that um, She's going to fit into anything that you fit in Earth in. Yeah. And, and yeah, she's she's just good. She's a minor on a, on a body. Oh, right? yeah. And uh, what, what's what's her rarity? Um, oh, I think she's only, she's only uh, rare. She's only rare. She's, she's so only it, rare. it'll be easy to get you oh, know, yeah. your, your play set. She's it. she's amazing. I love her. She goes into that re, re, um, that oh, recovery yeah, that sure. Earth does very well. So you're right, I'll quickly run through mine. Yes. So uh, Regis, I'm excited about the Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah. There's really nothing more to say. He searches <laughs> for him. It's going to be great. Uh, my other one is Miss Dragon. Another one that you know people have talked about in length. It's a good card. It gives you so much utility. Oh yeah. Moving on to Lightning. Um, balcony, and you went a little faster than I did. Yeah, just because we're we're, we're, yeah, we're we're burning down. Um, yeah, balcony. Yeah, uh, when lightning four other than him comes into play, choose one four. Your opponent controls. Bell it. Okay, great. The model lightning decks. Oh yeah, they, they do what they do. They he's going to fit do. right in there. Yeah, he'll yeah. fit right in there. And the other one was um, Bahamut Zero. I'm just looking forward to him. He's a six drop zero. Uh, he's a six. He's a six drop summon that turns around, breaks a four, and doles everything yep. else. We're good. I mean, he's 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 a great cause. I can't play. I cannot wait to play with him. So those are my two in, in that. So and my two are Kane mm-hmm. uh, because dragoons. I love dragoons, yeah. and yeah. I can't wait to put him in. Got to have dragoons. Kane. Yep, gotta have Kane. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Mia, the one the very first spoilers that mm-hmm. were that hit. Um, uh, she's like the lightning wall, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm excited to try to obtain her and then run her. It'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, now so water, water, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So my first one was Porn. Um, Ex burst when she's put into the field, the break zone. Choose one summon in your break zone. Um, add to your hand. I have an idea for a summoner deck, and she's oh, fit yeah. right in her Yuna, just all kinds of other cards. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be gross. Uh huh. And just reusing all these summons. That I mean, all these summons. She doesn't have a color restriction. Awesome. And the other one was um, Ultimacia. And ultimately, has been covered, but truthfully, I think she's not she's not getting enough credit. I think she's going to hurt some boys. I can't wait to play her. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, for mine, I mm-hmm. chose, I'll start with Rosa, because okay. once again, Dragoons. I think she goes beautifully in Dragoons, <laughs> because you get that 1K reduction, mm-hmm. and when she forms a party, she activates and she can swing again. I, I think it's great. Right. She did some work for me today, so I, oh, I, yeah. definitely, I definitely appreciate her. And then the other one is Ultros from Final Fantasy VI. Oh. So uh, I'll read through this one because we yeah. haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, when So he's a 5-drop 9K. Mm-hmm. When Ultros attacks, deal 2,000 damage and 1,000 more damage for each card named Ultros in your break zone to all Ford's opponent controls. That's that's, that's gross, right? Yeah. yeah um, when Ultros is put from the field into the break zone, you may pay 2 water CP. When you do, search for... One card named Ultros and play it onto the field dull. So he has that reoccurring ability. Yeah. He's he's big and he does extra damage, he which does. is not to like. Right. Uh, and yeah, that's so those are my water cards, man. So I'm throwing ice and I mean not ice, um light and dark together. Because you yeah, know we yeah. got four cards. And I guess strange we're gonna choose um at least our dark card is gonna be the same. Well that, what's yours? Um my dark card is Emperor. Is Emperor Gazin. I'm actually reading him through the first time because <laughs> okay. I, I, I have not seen this one. When I was reading today, I got through everything except up to the. I got to the dark cards. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. So uh, we got a five drop 
backup Emperor mm-hmm. Gestalt. Yeah. Um, when Emperor Gestalt enters the field, choose one forward opponent controls, break it. That's always nice. Right. Uh, and you can dull him, put him in the break zone, play one dark forward of cost five or less from your hand onto the field. You can use this ability during your turn. That's great because, I mean, he, he plays well with uh, everything. Yeah, pretty except much. For except Veritas for Veritas. And, yeah, and, yeah, Eldenos. But any other, yeah. any other, like, you know, dark forward that you're, that's worth playing. Cam, Galdas, Emperor. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Feral Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really going to be at crazy. So, yes. He's got, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's I like that one. And yeah. the other one, my light one was Wool. Yeah, I would go with Wool also. Yeah. I'm excited about Wool. Now, I am, I did try, I was playing the four color warrior like deck. And a lot of people get in Griff. I think he's going to fit perfectly in this deck. I think so, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, it will take a little bit of tweakage to be able to understand that you got three different roles you can play at one time. Oh, yeah. But, you got, but at the same time, he's going to fit perfect. You, um, he's going to make that deck a little bit more streamlined. And at 9K, um, we don't like you anymore. Um, Buy uh, with his exit ability is going to um, – it just, it's just going to answer so many questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. So that's why I'm so that's why I'm at right there. So those are my two. Um, what I don't know. I got to work with Locke. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then Chaos Mobius. That's a. I think that's the conversation I have to have with him later. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so then uh, that, that's pretty much uh, like our favorite cards that we're looking forward to now that we've seen the whole set. Yeah. Um, a lot of those cards were more or less within the spoilers that were spoiled. Uh, there were a lot of nice cards that were mm-hmm. uh, uh, revealed when yeah. the whole thing was revealed and. I think it's got a lot of people more excited for the set. Because oh, yeah. a lot of people were kind of bummed out about it. And then once the whole set was revealed, oh, okay, there's some bangers in here. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, so they didn't give us everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? right. Uh, so now we have what everybody's been waiting for, and mm-hmm. that's the interviews. Yes. Um, so we're just going to you know do a little dialogue in between each interview and then you know play the interview. So the first one, which I absolutely had to get, of course, and right. that would be... Uh, RVA, right? Right. Um, so now the very first interview, I got Chris mm-hmm. and I got um, uh, Adam's brother, right. Drew. Okay. So uh, it was those two at first. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because um, like, I hadn't seen him in person. Like, you know, okay. there's Facebook pages and stuff. Right. And I actually haven't watched like mm-hmm. YouTube videos, so I didn't know him by face. So I accidentally mistaked Drew for his brother. I'm like, oh, hey, I, I introduced them on the, uh, in the beginning of the interview here. I, mm-hmm. I messed it up. <laughs> right out the get-go, I messed up my first interview. But, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so, with that, we will play that interview. Okay. This is Terrence Davis with Indie Archfiends, and I'm sitting down with Chris Adams and Adam Lane from uh, you, 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 Andrew, Andrew Lane. Andrew Lane. Andrew Lane, sorry. Um, As the, the, the forgotten <laughs> returner. Like, who knows when? Episode 10, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh... Big day today. Yeah, man. Lightning Crystal Cup. Yeah, here in our own backyard, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Adam and I will obviously be doing commentary. I know, Drew, you're playing today. Field, you got yeah. the, uh, the, the the families away for the weekend. Yeah, so you got, you yeah, sent the wife and kids away. <laughs> a little vacation. Nice. Let daddy play. <laughs> uh, so how much? How, how long did it take to prep for this? I know it had to definitely be like some time in advance. Well, I mean, yeah, you... When we found out we were having it, because um, we had also gotten the Petit Cup this year, you, yep. just, you know, you, you got to make sure all the ducks are in a row. You got to make sure, you know, you coordinate with Square, you coordinate with the shop, especially on a, on a weekend like this when there's not only a major, you know, a, a North American major for Final Fantasy, there's yep. a 
magic pre-release happening at the same yeah, time. Which seems to be happening like every other week. Well, right. Well, of course. You know, <laughs> magic, you know, a lot of time when you have an LGS, magic's usually the lifeblood of the store. And That's it's true. One of the, obviously, here, yeah. it's, it's huge. You can look at the case behind me and see that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's just a, just a lot of coordination from a lot of people, and Battlegrounds has done just a really good job of, you know, really, I mean, literally, we walked in, they had all the tables set up, you know, we got a good, I mean, this store is, this half of the store is pretty much ours today. Yeah, the support so, for you guys is amazing. No, you know, it's, it wasn't easy, like, we had to build this from nothing. We literally so, yeah, had to it started this. off as literally, like, three people. And yeah, it was me, now, you, Adam, and, like, Matt Jordan. Maybe he'll show up. Yeah. Oh, he that, said he would. He's, that would be the call. Matt back, Jordan right? said he would be here. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, it's just been like tremendous to go from last year where like there was like four of us playing and now we're one of the most recognizable communities on the East Coast. And here we Absolutely, are. Absolutely. Which you is know, amazing. Exactly. And here we are. See, there it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, six, six or seven. And, and, that, and that's been done. You know, he's been helping us out a lot here at Battlegrounds. Um, you know, organizing our Tuesday locals. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's just been a journey from, like I said, over a year ago when I started playing, it was last December when Opus 4 came out. Okay. Yeah. Four of us. Yeah. So you, you and I picked it up right around the same, same time. time. Yeah. Oh, you guys did. I also yeah. picked up during Opus 4. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I remember the six was supporting that. Well, yeah. Cause like that was the set of uh, Final Fantasy six was in, and, uh, my buddy Adam, cause I, who I've known, I've known you guys since, I mean, you were like third grade when I met you. And, yeah, I'm an, old, I'm an old man. I'm a ripe old 37. But um, yeah, like when I I just randomly came to a pre-release and saw that uh, Final Fantasy VI was in the set, so I was like, yeah, I'm in. And then we just haven't looked back since. We built a community around here. Obviously, we run the RBA Returners podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, con- content's been a little light. We've been really busy. Well, well, lately, just because you know we're setting up for this and we just you know, real, oh, yeah. life, real life happens. You know, absolutely. job switches, schedule changes. Um. But you guys are up on the social media, at least. I see, right. I've been seeing you guys pretty active uh, oh, yeah. on Facebook and, and Twitter and well, stuff. So definitely. that keeps the lifeblood going. Absolutely. And, um, you know, obviously we got our Tuesday Night Locals and, you know, we've expanded the team for more of the local players. And we added some, you know, some of our, you know, support players like John Schreiner. We do the uh, Octagon, you know. Yep. On Wednesday. On Wednesday that's night. Been really which fun. Has been that's, been a, that's allowed me to play. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's been huge, too, because that's, that's essentially like a video we're putting out every week. So, I mean, and you're also getting, I'm, I'm going to plug that here for a minute. because. Go ahead, yeah. Because you've got, well, you've got that, and you're getting quality play. Like, you got guys like Hunter Nance playing every week, Sam Tool, Colin Rupert, Lord Byron. Like, pretty much you have all the words. Uh, yeah, and, and Chris, yeah. And Chris I saw, When I was uh, the one I jumped in, I think Pokemoto even jumped in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and Chris Neals even said that, like, hey, if he wasn't on the West Coast, he'd be jamming too. So you'd have the entire North American team just yeah. jamming online. It's free. Just show up and play online. So, you know, and that's open for anybody. We put the signups up usually the day before. So that, that's been. While the, the videos and stuff have been kind of light, we've got that every week. And we'll get back into that, you know, once Opus 9 comes out. Because, to be fair, Opus 8 kind of, it, it's kind of is what it is. And it's coming down the home stretch. No one yep. wants to see an Opus 8 deck. Yeah. Because I mean, Opus 9 <laughs> is in, what, two weeks, three right weeks? Right around the corner. Yeah. So, but otherwise, man, this is going to be really exciting. It's going to be a long day. Um, I know we, we sold out this. And we had, what, 120 players? What was the hard cap? Yeah. And... You know, me, I said, we got our whole team, me, just like it was in Tampa, me, uh, Adam, Adam Duncan, and Austin Archer. We're going to be, you know, just running the commentary booth, just making sure feature matches are straight, just making sure everybody's taken care of. That's just what it's all about, my man. Absolutely. So since we have brought back a lot of the past and what got you guys started, I'm curious, what was it that uh, inspired you guys to make the podcast? Like, what was the catalyst of sparking that sort of flame oh that, that's 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 a, that's a low-hanging fruit <laughs> there was there was not really no, no content. content you yeah. had the crystal tower 
Yeah. Break Zone wasn't even around yet. Like, you had Crystal Tower and you had Sam Prime doing Chocobros, which was still, like, very was, like, much in, in its infancy. Yeah. That was ARG Charlotte. Sam was there. Yeah. And they were, like, maybe, like, five episodes in of the Chocobros at and that that's point. When we were kind of like, we should just do something. Yeah. And you had Josephine. Like, those were, like, really it. Yeah. So, nothing, like, other than, like, Chocobros, you didn't really have anything here in the U.S. It was all just over here. That's true. Yeah. A lot of EU stuff. And, you know, that's one of the things that we were just like, hey, you know, we live in the age where you can just, hey, just download this program and now we've got a podcast. And, you know, me, Drew, and Adam, like, we were, I still go back and listen to, like, the early episodes. Oh, and it was, they were, they were, like, they were funny. <laughs> and, like, well, because the three of us have played card games together for, for, like, well over a decade, right? So, like, so when we, when we would sit here and talk about cards, we know how to evaluate cards. We, granted, to be fair, to be fair, we've had some, we, we've, been, we've, we've had some slips. We've been, we've been wrong. Pause, things, but, yeah. every, but everybody's wrong. Things, Absolutely. Sometimes. But, you know, like, we know how to evaluate cards. We know how to, like, look at places, things where they should go, how, you know, like, lines of play, things like that. So, like, just understanding the game itself allows us to kind of have something to talk about. Also, too, like, you know, when you, when you've got personality, you know, you just, you have to, you have to be engaging, right? Absolutely, yeah. And if, if it's you, the key you, of you content can, creation. Right. Yeah. And here we are, what, 60-some episodes in, and people still listen, you know. we yeah, They moved through the episode where Adam's AC was on. For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we've had we've had some technical difficulties for sure. Like you go back and listen to a couple of the early ones, like it's like the volume is just so low. Or yeah, one but, mic and or three one people. It was rough. Oh, yeah, first. yeah. yeah. We're, yeah, we're on a rough pack right now. <laughs> it, it, it happens. That's the thing. Like and the the trick is, you just keep doing just keep consistency. Going. Yeah, consistency right. is key. You listen to feedback, right? Like, yeah, you, you take any feedback to heart. If you don't think it's you know, because I know we you know, we do it all the time. That's why we're making sure for this one. You know, we. We got some feedback for Tampa, mostly like, hey, we don't want to see the same person on stream every time. So, yeah. like, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll flop it around. Yeah, Damn, we're good. That's, Actually, that's um, good. I don't know which one of you guys had left a comment on SoundCloud, but uh, you left a little bit of uh, more or less uh, fixing one of our faux pas. And mm -hmm. Really appreciated that. Um, I was sad when I realized that SoundCloud had a cap, and then I, when I uploaded a new episode. It dropped my first yeah. episode, which was the only one that had a comment. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> um, we're still at the early stages where we hold on to it. Little oh, yeah. we have. Well, you can always upload them to YouTube too. That's what we do. That's we, true. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do SoundCloud. We do. I will say Google Play, iTunes, and we do. Uh, we do YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's huge. Just download, upload the video. Pretty much everywhere, but SoundCloud only. Oh yeah, exactly. And then we were like, oh yeah, I you got the same snafu. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pay fifteen bucks. Yeah, let's just pay fifteen bucks. It's fine. Yeah. But it, we've come a long way. Like we, it, it's nice that you know. People listen to us. Like I, we get feedback every week. Hey, man, great episode. This was fun. This was awesome. I love the way you guys just talk about stuff. And and that's really what it's all about. We're, we're here to entertain people. Like, Absolutely. You know. And the thing is, like, some episodes we're just all about having a good time and talking about new cards. Some episodes we're like, hey, let's dig in and talk about why this card's busted or does this card need to go? Does this need to happen? Let's talk about what to expect in the next set. You know, speaking of that, you know, we've got Opus Nine. So once once the full set's revealed. You know, we're going to go right into our set reviews. Yep. We're going to, you know, talk about, you know, expectations, what, you know, new decks we want to try. I know I've got some, uh, just based on what I've seen so far, I've got a couple of deck videos I want to do. Nice. Um, so, I, obviously, through all the spoilers, I'm pretty sure you guys are brimming with ideas. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Parts. Absolutely. So, like, there's a lot to it. You know, I, I think, you know, just overall, I think Opus 9 is kind of a weaker set. Just in the big I was feeling but that, I, too. I think there are... I think there are some avenues of play to bring, you know, just to kind of inject some, you know, some freshness into the game. Obviously, Absolutely. Donald Loom is going to be out of the picture. Um, and there's a lot of fun in it. Like, it might not be fine for meta-changing things, but there's a lot of fun. Sure, there's not. definitely some I, I've seen a lot of fun things that might not be game-changing, but there's definitely a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, kind, of, kind of circle back to the question you asked. Yeah, there was just no content at the time. Yeah. 
Um, and we wanted to have something. Yeah, we just go off on tangents, baby. That's what we do. We just, we just <laughs> off the rails. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. We hijacked it. No, but um, it, it is a matter of just you know having something available for people who are like us, and that's the thing. Like every time, like people get into a community, what's the first thing you do when you pick up a new hobby? You go right to YouTube. You go right yep. to the internet and search for where do like where do I get started? I need to. I, I want to understand, understand the. Thing itself. Well, not just that. You want to surround yourself with the content. Like you want to have yeah. people. You want to be listening to people, interacting with people that that share the same like hobby that you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, like when you when you start something, like, like when we picked it up, like, so there's just a couple things, and like it was it was very, you know, they don't do stuff every week because they have they have other stuff that they do, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes you'll go a couple weeks. Or there's a Crystal Power episode, or you know, sometimes Joseph here will do, you know, he'll do a video, and then it'll be like three weeks of Opera Omnia videos, and then it's like, oh, there's another. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed that he's pretty hardcore on Opera, Opera Omnia, which is yeah, which is cool because oh, he's still absolutely. pushing content. Absolutely. Um, but I'm always like just anticipating the next FFTCG video. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's sometimes there's that pause, and you know, like if you're a new player that you're you're caught in that pause, you're like, oh wow, I don't really know where to start. Exactly. So, yeah. and that's why we, we really push for consistency. We try to have something every week. Something. Now, yeah, not to mention it helps just because, you know, it's an ever-evolving game. So having that recent content is good because obviously it's harder to go to the older content because it's just talking about, you know, that older meta, yeah. those older cards. So then keeping up with the current, you know, when you're in constant content creation, you're always keeping up with most recent. So when someone jumps in, they can figure out, what do I need to know about the most recent set? Yeah. And like, how Absolutely, because not just that, like the older cards, their, their valuation just, like, just changes. Yeah. Like, go back and listen to our Opus 5 review. Like, we were kind of medium on Diabolus. We're like, it's a good card. And I think you're going to play it. We were all pretty low on Edward. Yeah, we were low as shit on Edward. Uh, <laughs> you know, a and, long time ago. Yeah, and even if you go back to more recent, like, we were kind of low on Veritas when it was spoiled. Boy, were yeah. we wrong as hell. It's but, like, yeah, it's the whole meta. But, like, go back and, like, like and we were, like, kind of high on, like, cards like, whoa. And, like, guess what card was non-existent for, like, the, like, the first three sets we were playing? H Zidane was not even anything you worried about. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so uh, I'm going to wrap it up with one last question, uh, since it seems like people are going to start filtering in. Um, just because it's uh, sort of something that um, I don't hear too much on the podcast. So I was curious about, what is your opinion on sort of the meta outside of the United States? So obviously you have the, uh, they call us, it's uh, like a... Australia. An, well, like Australia, uh, EU. Uh, uh, NA. So here in NA, right? Um, and obviously, there we already know what our own meta is. I see a lot of Veritas and stuff. So, what's your opinion on like something like Japan, where you see a lot of Fasoya still, or something like uh, I believe it was the uh, Europe, where you're still seeing a lot of YRP. Uh, actually, no, that's Australia. My bad. Um, well, you're so still, you're still seeing it in Europe too. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Well, it, it really depends. Like it's Europe and North America are. are Pretty similar in the fact that, yeah, yeah, because like you're seeing you're seeing the big boys in play. You're seeing Earth Ice. Yep. You're seeing Mono Wind. You're seeing Wind Water. You're seeing Earth Wind. You know, for now, like you're you're seeing you're seeing Mono Water. Like you're seeing like those are like those are the big like tier one decks. Yeah. And you're seeing those right, but like a lot the the big difference with those decks is like those decks are so dependent on the pilot. Like you know, two people playing Earth uh, Earth Wind or Wind Water. Even though they could be playing the same list card for card, it's knowing the lines, knowing the interaction. But like the thing about EU is that they play 
like they play meta when they go to a competitive and it shows because you know yeah. the world champions have been all you know from Europe. So they play like when they're there to play, they are there to play meta. They're, they don't there's not they don't have this stigma of playing like oh you're playing a net deck or you're playing a good deck. They're, they're not going to show up to a tournament with some three color jank. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They're not two. doing. They don't yeah. play two. You might have one or two people play like the Final Fantasy Nine deck, which is like tier one point five. Yeah, but it's still a deck that like you can play, catch people off guard. It's like Gold Edge, right? Like exactly. These are yeah. decks that people you can spike a tournament with, but. Over there, it's strictly like, if I'm at a competitive event, I'm playing a tier one deck. You're playing the best deck possible. Right? I'm playing the best deck possible. Now, and Japan is like the Wild West. I noticed. You well, see some in, very interesting things coming out of there. Their decks are so wild well, in, the, in the field. So I think their Swiss rounds are crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, so you have to play these cards that maybe we used to play. Yeah. Because um, they control that like aggressive style. Mm-hmm. Like That's why Fasoya is so prevalent there still. Yeah. It's because these people are playing like loads of ground fire decks. Like, they just have to be able to handle that. They're not playing those, like, Wind Waters, Earth Wind. Like, that style deck isn't there. Because you have to make it through Swiss. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they're also, I feel like they're playing a very different game than the other. They're playing a completely different game because, I mean, we've seen it here in the last, you know, six months or so where we've had mistranslations on cards. Yep, so, that's who true. knows how many more cards we're not playing the same. Which is why, I, and I don't know if that's super indicative of, like, their, their deck styles. But, like, you know, Drew hit the nail right on the head. They play very, like, it is the Wild West over there. Like, you can look at results from a, a Japanese tournament, and you'll see a Mono Earth deck with three Magic Pots, three Golems, and, like, like really weird card choices. Yeah. Just completely slam a tournament. Or, if, like, you look at the North American Fire Ice list versus the Japanese one, they're playing, like, one Genesis, one Duncan, one Sid Allstate, a lot of one-ofs, a lot of weird, like, yeah. key choices. Um, but it's a very different game, and Australia is very much like the EU in the regard that they're going to play. If they're going to a major tournament. They're playing exactly. They'll they'll build some janky things. You know, you got guys like Matiski and Grant Jason out there. They'll they'll build some things that have potential to be good. Like I know the Argath deck, uh, uh, the Ag- sorry Argath Agrius deck. The Agrius deck yeah. is one that kind of became yeah. you know at, at at least a tier two deck. Um, but for the most part. The difference is like the stigmas are different. Like here in the in North America, people are like I want to build my own thing. I want to have my own brew. I want to do. I want to innovate my own thing. And you'll find that in most card games, you don't really need to innovate. Like once the shell has been found, like Earthwind, you can put every color under the rainbow in Earthwind. You're still running that eleven engine. That's true. That, that is that, set in stone. It, it's yeah. set in stone. And you can do a tech choice here, a tech choice there, but for the most part, you're playing you're that shell, playing shell, and that's the thing. Like, you're not going to come with a with a wind water deck, wind water YRP, and not play like pain in favor of something else. You're just playing a suboptimal list, and I think that's the thing. Here, here we can justify playing suboptimal lists because we're like, or at least attempt to, because we're like, it's my brew, I did it. Yeah. Well. Enjoy 48th place. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. that's a difference. That's the big difference. It's the mindset. And that's not everybody, but of it's course, a lot yeah. more noticeable in North America than it is in other countries. Awesome. Um, so, just to wrap up, do you guys have any plugs that you want to put in? Well, we're all plugs. Shout out to breakfast for being the most important meal of the yeah. day. Shout outs to girls yeah. with braces for keeping it metal. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, shout out to you know, Ultimate Guard you know, for you know, sponsoring yeah. us. Shout outs to Square Enix for allowing us to partner with them to do, you know, Tampa Crystal Cup in this one. Uh, you know, just shout out to the community, man. Like everybody's great. You know, that's, there's a reason we've stuck around. Like yeah. even the, even when there's times where I'm bored with the game. Like right now, playing the game, I'm kind of bored. 
Um, just because it's a lot, it's just it's very stale to me. I'm I, I feel like it's the same feeling at the end of almost. Yeah, it, it, it is, and that's yeah. kind of where we're at. We're like coming down the home stretch of playing the same decks for months and, and yeah. on something new. But I, I'm never bored with the content. I'm never bored with the community. I'm always having a good time, and you know that's not going to change. So. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for sitting down with this little interview for me. I'm Terrence from Indie Arch Fiends. And go ahead and plug your yourselves in. And, you know, we got we got the, the, the long-forgotten Andrew Lane. No, man. You, you, once a returner, always a returner, my man. You've got you've got kids. You've got Palum and Porum to take care of. Palum and Porum. Porum and Porum. Yeah, no, just, you know, we're just going to keep making content for you guys. You know, thanks for everybody who listens to us. That's never going to change. You know, we, we're, we're nothing without you guys, so. All right, and now we're off the Lightning Crystal Cup. Let's do it. Now, uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. That was my very first time interviewing, okay. uh, so it might have been a little, a little <laughs> shaky as, as a lot of these are. But um, my my next one is uh, with Stephen Ashworth, and then so that was an interview that I did. Uh, with, I'm trying to remember when I pulled him. I believe he was the very first person I, I went against. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, Returners 757. Okay. Yeah, so he was part of that. Um, and that, that was a really nice interview. Uh, I played him round one uh-huh. and then found out he was part of the 757 podcast. Now right. he's one of the in and out guys, but still he's part of the 757. So it was like, awesome. Got that interview. Mm-hmm. And then so now we'll play that. Okay. I am Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and I am joined by Stephen. I already forgot your last name. Stephen Ashworth. Stephen Ashworth oh, from Yep Seven Five Seven. Yeah. And uh, we just got done with first round of Lightning Crystal Cup. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, well run so far. I'm really happy. I love I love Battlegrounds. I love coming up here and playing. Seeing it's a wonderful games. store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's just great. They got all the tables for the tabletop stuff moved out because there's so many people here. So okay. it's just it's just complete. Uh, like chaos compared to what I know about the store. Tables everywhere. Absolutely. So after playing your deck, you're playing, you know, good old YRP, yeah. Yuri Shalanka, good stuff, water, wind. Um, what brought you to that deck? Uh, I'm most comfortable with it. I was playing Ice Earth for a while. Ice Earth is really, really strong. Playing Sephiroth is really, really strong. Oh, yeah. But I, I realized there was some moments where I just was uncomfortable and I would get behind. And then my whole hand was five drops. And I was like, what do I do here in this situation? Oh, yeah. Whereas with... Windwater YRP, it's just like I always know the line because I've been playing it for like a month straight. So I just felt most comfortable, and that's what I brought. Fantastic, fantastic. And so, being uh, that, first of all, I, I am jealous of this being your home store. Uh, well, it's not my home store, but uh, it's a store nearby. Yeah, it's a store nearby for sure. Um, it's nice, big area. You guys have built from the ground up. You know this amazing player base that you guys have. Uh, so, what got you to? Uh, I, I, did you? Were you part of the starting of Returner Seven Five Seven? I actually was. Is that something you joined in? Yeah, I came. I came in in Opus Four, and I was friends with Adam Duncan, who actually uh, helped start uh, the RVA Returners. And he actually lives in York, uh, Newport News, Virginia, which is where we play. So uh, we kind of like concocted like our little base down there. Yeah. And Chris and Adam have their base up here and we've just slowly been building our respective player bases. And then I ended up doing some content for the site. So they asked me to join the team and now I'm trying to compete and 
be known for competition and not just having a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And you're at a great start. You beat me out. Um, I, I made it just a little tough for you. Just couldn't give you the give you the win super easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, were your, what were your thoughts on our game? Uh, turn one teeth is pretty uh, pretty pretty tough to deal with. <laughs> oh yeah, she's brave. And uh, once she dropped lease, I was like, oh man. So now I got to figure out. And then once I remembered that, oh wait, if I Valifor then Fina, lease will die first, then Tifa will die. I was I was pretty. I felt a little bit better, but I just needed to find a way to deal with Ping. I didn't know if you ran Chantoto, and I saw Ishtola, so I put Ishtola down. And then I could deal with more of the ping once I figured out that, uh, oh, I drew Aerith, so I put her down. And yep. I, felt, I felt a lot more comfortable. About yeah, that. once Aerith was out, uh, I, I, it kind of changed my whole you – had, you had Aerith, you had Ishtola out, and, um, you know, uh, Shalinka, yeah, yeah, Fina, Payne. I knew Shalinka was right around the corner, which means Yuri was right around the corner. I held and, one uh, five turns. I didn't need to play him. You didn't? No. Um at a certain point, it, it was really after the Valifor, uh Fina play that uh, the game did definitely turn into your favor. That's, um, how, that's how you play that deck. You build your backups, and then you Fina Valifor, and then you go on from there. Exactly. Um, and then dropping my lease was absolutely devastating on my part. <laughs> I did not want you to use her dragon kick. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously the you know plus one thousand to all the Final Fantasy seven is is it's Barrett gets right. out there and I don't see Diabolos, you just crawl back into that game every absolutely. time you attack. So I mean I, I guess good news is you didn't have to travel all the way out here. I had to drive ten hours to get out here. I had to drive an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. And I didn't Still even, drive. I didn't even have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, fine. there you go, man. So um what what's you, your goal for today? I mean obviously most people's goal is to try to get for the win, but what is like sort of you know, at least a secondary, like if I'm not in the top, like I at least want to achieve this. I always want to go positive. So if I don't top top 32, I want to go positive. But my goal, my only goal is to go top 32 and to win out and draft and Absolutely. go to top eight. That's all, that's all I've been practicing for. The only how how long have you been working on this deck? This deck, this deck is straight copied. It's, oh, okay, it's gotcha. Josh, Joshua Freeman Burgess deck. And every time I think about making an, an edit, it doesn't work. Yeah, like it's just it's perfect for the way I play. So I'm, it's, I'm it's already been battle tested and yeah. gone through the ringer, and it's wanna, it is where it is. Cup and it wins on Octagon on stream. So there you cool. go. And like after you're used to piloting it, it's gold. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Absolutely. So any uh, any plugs you want to do? Uh, hey, listen to uh, RVA Returners every week whenever they produce. Check out the stream today. Well, obviously this will be a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, and hopefully we'll be able to put out uh, an episode of Returner Seven Five Seven on the on the uh, SoundCloud sometime soon. Been really busy, but hoping to get back into the podcast. I'm personally looking forward to it. I like listening to you guys. Awesome. All right. I am Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and I'm joined by... Stephen Ashworth. And we are at the Crystal Cup. And, yep, Lightning Crystal Cup. And we are signing off. All right. And then the next one is with Trevor Sherman. Uh, he's part of the RVA team, okay. uh, not part of the, any of the content creator section, but he is part of the team. He's part of the team. Yeah, they got a huge team. You should have oh. seen them. So when we were out there, they were they were rocking the shirts. Uh, they had their last names on the back. They were like official, man. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure out there was like because Meta Potion did something similar. Like, yep, they, they do. Yep, in, they, they got jerseys. They were Meta Potion jerseys, and they were in deep. Right, they came in like a. I'm telling you. Okay, so Kate, so I'll story real quick. Go. Um, I'm at, I'm at KC, and I just happened to be facing the door of the store. And 
menopause and comes in like a mob and like oh, yeah. like a gang and just like if you are a new player and knew about them or I mean just yeah. it was it was intimidating. I'm not it's, even it's absolutely I'm, intimidating. It was, yeah. yeah, everybody clean. Everybody got the shirts on representing. I'm like, oh yeah, oh no, we got. I'm like, us archers got to do that. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna we get there. Go, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> so surprise, we may be having some merchandise coming up soon. Yeah. Yep. Once again, this is Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends, and I am joined today by Trevor Sherman from the RVA team, specific, specifically from the Returner 757. Yep. 757 or 757? Okay, yep. okay, I didn't know how, how you guys monitored it. All right, so uh, we just got done with round three. How has your day been? Uh, garbage. Yeah. It's The deck has not been drawing. I have not been playing well, but I'm having fun, so it's okay. In the end, that's all that matters. Yep. Uh, so has it just been like your deck bricking on you? It's just been hard bricking the entire day. Um, seeing backups when I want forwards, seeing forwards when I want backups. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've been there. <laughs> so, uh, like, how long have you been play testing this deck in particular? Uh, about a week. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. This was kind of like a last minute deck decision. Yeah. Um, I really haven't been able to put much time into practicing, so I kind of expected some more play. I was hoping for a little bit better results than what I yeah. gave it. Well, I mean, okay, so it's not it's definitely not a bad deck. It, it, it 100% card draws because I played a deck very, very similar to yours, and it got me good. So when the deck wants to behave, and I'm on kind of I'm playing well. The deck knows what it's doing. It plays very well. Absolutely. I think it can compete with any of the top-tier decks. Uh, but if you get some weird bricking and you're not really on top of your game, yeah. You might as well just go home because you're not going to do anything. And just for those listening, um, you was playing. You were playing the uh, Water Ice uh, Vice Kings. Yep, Water Ice Vice Kings, Snow Sarah, Unshit. Works the works the works. So uh, you don't have to drive far to get here, right? No, nope, but an hour. That's, so I, I like that. This is like right in your backyard. I got to say, I'm super jealous of just battlegrounds. It's a wonderful shop. They're a great store. They do a lot for the community too. So it's pretty sick. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, what, what got you in the Final Fantasy? Um, I mean, I've loved Final Fantasy since I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. Love card games. So when I found out there was one, I paid $170 for my first box of Opus Ooh. 1. There you go. Because we don't, know how to, we don't know how to do distribution. So, and then finally the distribution picked up. We started to get a community. They had a community here a little longer than I. I didn't know they existed. I was just sitting in my room playing. Yeah. And then probably about Opus 3, Opus 4 is when I kind of met up with the other guys, and we've grown from there. Nice. Very nice. And so, I'm just going to go a little off topic here. Sure. Since I know you've been a long-time Final Fantasy fan, what's your favorite Final Nine. Fantasy? Nine? The best I, Final Fantasy. I love it. I love the quick Anyone name drop. Anyone who says anything else is wrong, it's Final okay. Fantasy Nine. Uh, you're wrong. I, I also go That's with six. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So, um... I think that's the and any uh, any any plugs you want to do any uh, last notes you want to give viewers and shout out to Battlegrounds for the good event shout out oh. to Square Enix shout out to Jersey's Cards and Comics in Yorktown Virginia my home store shout out to the RBA Returner shout out to Returner Seven Five Seven Indie Archfiends and everyone else buddy oh yeah appreciate the plug from you all right so that was Trevor Sherman and I am Terrence Davis with Indie Archfiends and that was your little quick interview signing off. 
So our next interview, or the next interview that I ran was, uh, I finally grabbed Adam. Okay. Because, uh, you know, it was a little difficult because obviously they were running things and uh, I tried to catch him in the beginning, but he came in a little later. Um, but I did finally get an interview with just Adam. Okay. And I got some hot takes from him and stuff. And Awesome. Everybody has awesome messages. And yeah. so here is the interview with Adam. Once again, this is Terrence with Indie Archfiends and I am joined by Adam Lane. Hey, how's it going? Officially. Uh, before <laughs> I accidentally name-dropped you, I, I, uh, you're all just handsome, beautiful people with beards. Ah, and you. so, uh, when I was talking to Chris and Drew, I was saying Drew for you. Oh, my brother. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, in any case, uh, you've been in the commentary booth. We are, you know, Lightning Crystal Cup. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy time. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty crazy. So, I want to I know a perspective from the commentary booth. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's been a pretty good event. Uh, there's a few things I didn't expect. There's been some de- a couple decks that I saw that are pretty cool that I don't think I've seen in any other event. Um, but you got your usual suspects here. There's definitely a lot more ice fire than I expected. Yeah. A lot less ice earth than I expected. But I'm still seeing, you know, the normal stuff like the mono wind, the wind waters. Um, yep. But there's a particularly spicy wind water list, and I hope he tops because everybody needs to see that list. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's killing people in one turn, and it's awesome. One turn? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I got it. It was on stream. Yeah. He, so he had a match on stream, but he actually uh, he he kind of fumbled it a little bit. Okay. Um, he didn't see the one card he needed that he was going for to kind of do his one touch kill. But the idea is he plays the new heroic warrior of light. Okay. And then he just spams out a bunch of low costed standard units that are basically free because warrior of light. Yeah. Untaps and then so he's able to play seven forwards in one turn. That's gross. And then haste them all with rain. Ouch. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It's a really sweet deck. Um, yeah. He's catching people off guard with it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just gross. And so with uh, the stream, and I, as I understand, you guys had two streams going, right? Or yeah, two games, games going on stream. Yeah. Um, and one was high players, and then the other ones was just interesting things uh, you found interesting? Well, no. Uh, so actually, RB and, and the judges are picking the matches. So okay. they're, they're kind of like, it's a way for us to alternate. Uh, so if the, one match ends early, we can just kind of switch over to the other match. There's less downtime on the stream. So okay, that gotcha. Way, so that way, like, for the people watching, they're usually watching constant gameplay instead of break screens. And so where can you find the stream? Uh, we're, right now, we're streaming on Square Enix's page. So oh, okay. Yeah. So straight to the... That's awesome. Yeah, okay, so it's uh, Square Enix Presents YouTube. I do have my own Twitch channel where we do, like, our Wednesday weeklies and stuff, which is uh, RVA Chronos. That's my personal Twitch. Yep. Uh, we do, like, Wednesday local... Uh, I've joined one, yeah. It's it pretty was really fun. fun. Yeah, John runs that. A uh, guy on our team, he runs that. He does a great job. I try to make it when I can. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's that's a lot of fun. But, yeah... For these official ones, we have to we're we're, we're streaming on Square's page. So. That's awesome. I didn't even know that uh, there were streams on uh, the official Square. Yep. Um, I because usually I just catch like streams on Twitch and whatnot. Right, That's what right. I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a YouTube stream. Okay. Awesome. So here's a question: If you didn't have to prepare this and you were actually playing, yep. what would you have ran? I probably would have played Ice Earth. I um, I expected to actually see more of it here. I think it's a really strong deck. It's like the Flan engine where yeah, you're getting, you're, yeah, you're getting yep. a lot of uh, value out of like your Flans. You're drawing extra cards. You're making your opponent discard cards. Uh, and you, basically all your fours have ETBs that are affecting the board. You don't run a lot of summons, but you don't need it. Yeah. Um, you just kind of like drain your opponent of resources while gaining your own resources. And then you eventually just win through like attrition. Yeah. So I, I think it's in a really solid place. It definitely can like have some of its bad matchups, but for the most part, I think most of the meta stuff it does really good against. So. Absolutely. And so um, this has always been a conversation, and it's a low hanging fruit, but I'm going to pick it. And that's uh, so. How do you feel looking at sort of the world perspective? Uh, a lot of people have talked a lot of crap about 
uh, NA and our love for Veritas. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Veritas and just, you know, that whole deal as far as, like, you know, the world stage? I think it's a good card. Uh, I definitely, when I first read it, didn't think it was that good. Um, and then after I played against it and played with it, I realized that it was really strong. I expected when we were in Tampa, Yeah. I knew we were going to see tons of that card, and we did. Yep. Uh, it was everywhere. Price went up by, like, double. Oh, yeah. It pretty much night. doubled immediately. Yeah, so it, it's... It's a really, it's a really good card. I think it's really good, and I think it's seeing play for a reason. Sure, you can play around it once you know it's there, and it's yeah. like playing around a Fanford on a body, kind of. Exactly. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes that guy is gonna like prevent you from wanting. Like if you have an aggressive strategy, yep, you can kind of just say no. That's exactly um, what happened to me. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy VII is what I was running. Very aggressive. Uh, I saw Fanfred turn two, and that just messed me all up. It's rough because Mono Water's game plan is to take you into the long game because they want to get to the point where they can build their water characters, play their Nickel and their Cagnazzo, and wipe exactly. the board. Um, so you want to like try to hit them early to force them to play suboptimally. But when yep. you do that and they Veritas you, it feels really bad. And then you know sometimes in like the ice water lists where you're getting Veritases that get blanked and stuff, it's pretty pretty crazy. Although I think in ice water, I still prefer Nidhogg. I think the blowout potential on Nidhogg is better. But I think in Mono Water, Veritas is a great fit. Nice. That's kind of where I stand on it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably need to look more into that. Uh, all I've seen today is Ice Water, mostly. Yeah, it's pretty popular <laughs> here and a little and up north. A lot of people play it. It's a strong deck. It's very haymakery. It is, yeah. Yeah, so you're usually staring down. Like, they're going to draw a bunch of cards, and they're going to play big dudes, and then they're going to blink them, and you're going to feel bad. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, overall, how would you... You think everything went pretty smooth or as smooth as it can go? Yeah, hiccups, yeah. we had some technical difficulties. Um, yeah. but I think you guys handled it pretty well. And it yeah, I had, my camera froze a couple times. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to fix it and be better tomorrow for sure. Um, and we had some round pairing issues that kind of slowed down the tournament. But other than that, like I get to see great people. I get to see good competition of a game that I like. And you get to see fun games. It's awesome. So I, overall, I'm still having a great time. Uh, definitely wish we had less technical difficulties, but, yeah. you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Awesome. And so, uh, do you have any closing remarks, any plugs you want, anything you want to say to anybody who's listening? Uh, not really, man. I mean, I hope people keep enjoying our content. I enjoy making it. I knew we need to kind of ramp back up. We've been a little lazy about it last yeah. week. Taking, mean, to be taking fair, a little short vacation, kind of. Uh, you guys have been super busy with setting this up. Yeah, it, it's a lot of work, um, and we put a lot of time into it, and we're glad that people listen to it. I never thought people would listen to our podcast, and now it's like, I'm kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's honestly, yeah. Like yeah. when I first started, it wasn't a lot, and then it started to pick up, and people started to kind of like what we were putting down, and it was awesome. So I love this community. This community's great. Oh, I, that's what that's what keeps me going. I love this yep. community. Yeah, so if it wasn't much. for this community, I probably wouldn't be sticking around for as long as I am. You know, right? But I also love the game, and the game's really good, and that helps too. Um, and I also love Final Fantasy, so absolutely kind of works out. One last sort of curveball question. So, how, how are your feelings on just overall of, of, of nine? Uh, that's tough. I <laughs> I don't think from what I've seen that too much is going to change. Yep. Uh, however, there are cards we haven't seen, and there are a fair amount of legends that could shake up. I mean, you got to remember Veritas and Sephiroth are two legends that weren't spoiled, and we saw yep. them as that came out. That's so, it's possible that we get cards at that power level. Uh, but from what I've seen, I'm not. I really was hoping something would just like completely flip the script, and I'm, more, yeah. I'm worried that we're going to continue to see what we see now. Yeah. And not enough's going to change, but I hope I'm wrong because I really want to see yeah. new stuff and like stuff like the Windwater Standard Unit deck. I want to see more stuff like that. Yeah, and it could be that uh, that card that comes out that everybody kind of scoffs at, and then yep. someone goes, you know what? Totally. It clicks, yeah. and then suddenly it's a thing. Um, yeah, I mean, all the time. I love that people watch our videos and look at our reviews, and they kind of take what we say to heart. 
but also like form your own opinion too. Don't necessarily, oh, yeah. if I say a card's bad, try it. If you think it's good, you should try it. You Absolutely, shouldn't necessarily, yeah. yeah, like prove me wrong. I'm totally all about that. Like I'll eat crow whenever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like I said, Veritas is bad. I was me wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I I think tons of cards in this game are playable too. That's another cool thing. It's like that is, yeah. a lot of sets typically like you can look at it and even at worst it's like fringe playable. Oh yeah, and uh, I think uh, my biggest thing that I'm excited for is I'm seeing a lot of cadets, so I'd like to see cadets make a little bit of a comeback, or yeah. at least be a little I more viable. I think they might. It's very possible. Fantastic. Well, my name is Terrence Davis, and I'm with Indie Archfiends, and I'm joined with and closing out with... Adam Lane. All right. Appreciate you tuning in. Signing off. So that was the interview with Adam, and as you were talking about before, with yeah. the Meta Potion Rolling Deep, I have a funny story of my own I'll shoot out real quick. So okay. I approached Okimoto, and I was like, <laughs> hey, let me get an interview with you. And he's like, only if I can have all my boys. I'm like, even better. So I have an interview with all the Meta Potion that showed up. Wow. Um, so this one's a little uh, – the, the audio might be a little dodgy because mm-hmm. I'm interviewing multiple people. Um, but it was a great time, and yeah. they're all really fun guys. They, they, they made it work. Mm-hmm. Akimoto, I'm going to say this, and it's, I mean, the Artrines has got to challenge Meta Potion when you come to Gen Con. We got, that's got to be a challenge. I know I'm asking, we're about to get our tails kicked, but we got to get that experience. We got to see what the Kings look like. So we're going, so we're, so we're saying it right now. Artrines versus Meta Potion, Gen Con, see you there. If, if not, then uh, definitely after. We're going to try to gather some people and, and, oh, yeah. and game here at Good Games because we're right down the road from oh, yeah, where Gen Con's going to be. Mm-hmm. So. so we may, um, when we're talking Good Games right now, we're going to have, a, we're going to try to have a special surprise for all the Final Fantasy players, and we're going to try to turn the um, Good Games into the airship for the oh, weekend. Yeah. So definitely look forward to that and look yeah. for more uh, information on that. Yeah. Once again, this is Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and today I'm joined by. Meta Potion at the Lightning Crystal Cup. Yeah. And I am joined Hoo-ah. by... <laughs> right, come on, man. All right, so uh, we'll just start from here. We'll go on and introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm uh, Matt Okamoto. I'm part of the Meta Potion team. Uh, Brian can, Burgundy. Can you laugh at me, Rice? Whoa, we're talking over my introduction? Sorry, sorry. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Brian Burgundy. Brian Burgundy. Right. Hard for us. Uh, Rice is here. Things are going horrible as usual. <laughs> oh, man. And the Mandeville man himself, Andy Carmona. All right. That was hot. That, that was, that was the, the hot stuff. That was a smooth <laughs> intro. That was very smooth. They were very smooth. So how did you all guys do today? And we'll just keep in the same order since there's so many of you guys. Uh, I win 6-1 today. Played Mono Ice. Got pretty lucky. I mean, Mono Ice is pretty, pretty good. Sometimes you just separate people. And then... <laughs> uh, I played the same deck as Matt. <laughs> Not so lucky. Three and four. Uh, I don't draw backups, so we don't play games. <laughs> uh, I played Mono Ice as well, this time with a little bit more Shivas in it than the other two, uh, and we bubbled. So that's gotcha. all I want to say about that. <laughs> I brought my uh, Yu Gi Oh deck by accident. Uh, <laughs> no, they still they still let me play, so uh, I definitely played the Dark Magician, and uh, my opponent was like, How much attack power does that have? Yeah, they completely ran it over. Yu Gi Oh has like terrible power. Uh, no, no, went, uh, <laughs> went, yeah, went 3-4, piloting the beautiful purple cards, but uh, the X-Burst didn't line up properly. So. Oh, gosh, sometimes that happens. I have, like, 28 ES-Burst in my deck, and sometimes I just don't see them. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't try to rely on it, but uh, I don't either. But that is part of the deck. Absolutely. They're there for Absolutely. a reason. They're there for a reason. Yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, have you seen the art for Dan and Alba? I mean, they're just beautiful. Oh, yeah. Those are his ladies. Those are his ladies. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you feel like uh, today's event ran as, like, just a whole? Uh, I guess I'll start first since we're going in that order. I think the event could have ran a bit smoother. There was, like, the second and third rounds took a well, really long time. There was, like, two repairs throughout the day. Just be sure to check Just be sure to check your match slips. PSA, check your match slips, because that was the big problem with it. Yes, People please were not, check your match slips. Don't clean up your game until the judge comes over. Like, just basics that people messed up on, and it caused some confusion, lots of repairs, and yeah. Outside of that, though, the venue was great. It's huge. Yeah, it was really pretty, well. air, like, air conditioning was great. I'm jealous of this place. Yeah, it's yeah, really nice place. Um, I okay. haven't been able to catch the commentary yet, but I heard it's been awesome. So Yeah, I'm going to go back and look at the stream. Yeah, that's my take on it. All right. Your take? Um, yeah, I, I thought today was great. I had a lot of fun. Um, most, all my opponents were super nice. Uh, the only thing, if I was to change anything, would be the humidity. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm not God, so yeah. <laughs> clearly I didn't draw like a God. <laughs> Well, that's, that's how you know I'm still working my way up. We're doing this interview outside in the humidity and not in the cool commentary. Oh, there we go. <laughs> one day, one day. That's my goal. All right, Rice. Uh, the event was great. Uh, obviously, the repairs were a pain, but I mean, the room was filled with good people and good players, so we had a good time. Yeah, good. Hey, man. I mean, you show me a an event that runs smooth with no hiccups. I'll tell you, you're lying. But with a little bit of hiccups that we ran into, it still ran pretty smooth. I mean, the venue's, like I said, pretty huge and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you the commentary was just fantastic. I mean, Absolutely. They always bring, bring, bring their A game. Always yeah. bring in their A game. They're why I'm here. They're, they're <laughs> why I'm doing this. They're, they're my exactly. inspiration. The battlegrounds, huge, huge amount of real estate. You know, it feels great to just get up, walk around. You can easily fit. We're 115 players. On top of, there's a Magic pre-release on the other side of the store. Magic pre-release. Back and forth, making sure... It's not a reasonable temperature, yeah. so that's Insane good. Insane amounts of parking. I don't know the experience, especially like, okay, so didn't do so hot in the tournament itself and still feel pretty good, but you know the environment's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, that's just in general. Like, even when you come to these things, you don't do so well, you, you can't help but let the positivity and warmness of the community just still make you feel great. Agree, 100%. So I just want to mention, these guys are rolling in deep as a team, all wearing the same shirt as they always do. What brought that together? What what uh, what, what are the origins of MetaPotion? Or they, those go back, man. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle and Oki go so far back, you just don't have enough time for it. <laughs> right, gotcha. Long story short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short. I'll try to make a long story short. Okay. Um, Basically, back in the day, Kyle and I wanted to, to get a circuit going for the California scene so we can get some tournaments going, because this was back before there was like actual tournaments. This is before 2017, we had one nationals. That was our one tournament the year for the game, so yep. we wanted to get something going to practice for that. So we made the circuit, uh, got a, grew the scene in California, and then as the game grew, we decided we should probably grow. So we, we, we rebranded the circuit to MetaPotion Circuit, and then created a team. Um, and then the first year, we, you know, we just... Picked up a bunch of people locally starting off that was like, yep. hey, we like, we like, this is what we're going to do. And then as Brian and I and other people, we traveled, we met other people, people like Andy and Rice and yep. Josh Garner, every, everyone else. And uh, we started, hey, let's add them on, let's grow, let's see what we can do. Like, get, get people all over the country. And even we haven't have JFB in Europe. Like, we're, we're trying to, you know, get everyone who can that fit, fits how we want to be as a team. So, where are you guys based out of? Letting the viewers know. Um, Probably already do. We're all we're all over the place. There's some of us in California, Arizona, Miami, Michigan, nice. London. 
missing anyone. I'm going to get crucified. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so where, where out of California are you based? Um, Brian can talk about that one. Uh, so I'm based out of Orange County. Matt's not too far from us in L.A. So we don't really get to play a lot together in locals, but um, our locals are still pretty stacked. Like, we still have Kyle and Dan, who are both Metapush yep. players as well, solid players, and they're also at our locals. And so every week it feels like we're playing in the Crystal Cup. It's it's not it's an intense <laughs> I will say uh, um, I used to live in California. That's where my home. And it's still on my heart, even though I'm living in Indiana. <laughs> so, um, did you guys ever play in the sushi tournament when that was the yeah, oh, yes, yes. yes, that was the I, jam. I might have even met some of you guys there. I went to one of the early ones, uh, I want to say about around Opus 4. It was that was Opus, the jam. Yeah. That's the best. You just go get dinner and then follow it up with a tournament. Like, that's amazing. Yes, so exactly. Great. And so... Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. Is there any last remarks that you guys want? Anything you want to tell anybody? Oh, I think it'd be cool, like Rice, to explain his scene and Andy to explain his yeah, scene. Like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Uh, where am I from? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, I've been playing since day one. Uh, I I do everything I can to grow the game, and uh, my locos are insane now. Like, I all six of my locos I came with almost made it. Alan's basically a world's qualified player in terms of talent um yeah there's there, yeah there, there's, there's nothing but killers in michigan and we're we're i mean i don't know man it's all about growing the game that's all i can say nice you out of so Pomona. <laughs> so we play in the hottest part of the u.s I'm talking that florida the mia that 305 <laughs> we breed killers right we breed some of the nastiest of card players Right, we got some crazy, some, some crazy things happening there. Yeah. Trying to avoid all the. Oh, yeah, no, we, we always play people. indoors, man. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, man, our our scene is pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah. if you take Florida as a whole, we've got killers up in Jacksonville. We got to the left of us of Miami. You got Tampa. You got the killers up in uh, in Orlando. You know, you've got us just like homegrown, just doing our thing there. That's where they're gonna hold a uh, fan fest, right? Is it fan fest? It's uh, it's reunion. It reunion. reunion. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. one of them. Yeah. At a 50 chance. Yeah, so Lockwood's based out of uh, well, uh, Lake Mary. This is uh, it's around. It's around Orlando. Yeah. So he pops off that reunion usually around the uh, the early portion of the of the year, and I mean it's it's just as big as a petite cup. You know, you got you can get as good as a hundred people just showing up at that thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So the moral of the story is we all come from insane scenes. That's the moral of the story. Nice, and that that's how. Beast or bread. <laughs> I think that's the best way. Like, if you are in a new growing community and you like want to start getting better competing, the best way is to grow your scene because those are the people you're going to play with more than anyone else. That's true. And like, I'm a pretty big believer of you're only as good as your local scene, right? Like, in order for you to be a good player, your local scene has to be a good player. That is so true. Or you don't get enough practice unless you're one of those people who just are really good at games and can be luckier. Oh, yeah. But I right. think. To get the right reps, you have to have a good, strong scene. Like your core group of players, regardless if you're on a team or not or whatever. Yeah. Like you need them to be strong. And that's so. Like my best recommendation is anyone who's trying to grow a scene, don't be afraid to share ideas. I know people who, like starting off; they don't want to share ideas. They have their own spice. They want to oh, have this yeah, and that, but yeah. like you just got to share, man. It's only gonna get better. Exactly. It's very sharing is caring is community. Yep, yep. Laugh together, grow together. Yeah. All right. Did you guys have? We'll go down the line once again. Uh, closing remarks, plugs, any content you guys create, just here it is. It's your moment. Oh, shout out to my wife. You know, she's, uh, excuse me, Angelica would appreciate that, Rice. A shout out to my, um, shout out to my wife. Um, 
big shout out to TCG Titans and Sergio. Sergio, our, our sponsor actually qualified for nationals. Just want to throw that nice. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So a uh, big shout out to TCG Titans. They make sure that we can, they help us out a little bit. You know, every event we go to, like it's a lot, it's expensive when we got, we, we roll, we roll deep and it's expensive and yeah, he, he helps it out. Big shout out to TCG Titans. So. That's awesome. Buy some product from there, help us out, you know? Actually, you know what? They have really competitive prices. Yeah, I they love have TCG. very good pricing. Uh, like, TCG I really Titan, um, the two big ones I like to use are TCG Titan, parts of release. Those two, I, I love their prices. That's where I go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I really like those. And, you know, a shout out to the team, you know? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's good for me. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors for sure. We wouldn't be here without them. It's not possible without them. Shout out to everybody back home in Cali. Uh, I know you guys went through two earthquakes over the weekend. We were... I send my wishes, my best uh, blesses, and uh, dang, I think that, and oh yeah, of course, hi mom, uh, <laughs> how did I forget, and uh, yeah, thanks so much, uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, just shout outs to our team, uh, they're all like brothers to us, uh, shout out to this community, it's insane how many fans we have, or how many people care about us wearing this jersey, or like all this stuff, how many cards I've signed, it's insane, so this this community is the best thing that has ever happened to me, so let's keep that going. Take it. So as the team uh, winds down and gives shouts to everybody, I actually want to point out that for the people listening and for future listeners going back and listening to this, don't be afraid to voice your opinions. Even if you don't think it's correct, it's always important to always voice your opinion. Make sure that you are heard within the community, even if you don't agree with certain things. That's how the community grows. And not everything is always the correct way just because more, a majority of people agree with it, right? And I feel like that's still one of the biggest issues that we're having within the community where it's either play nice or don't play at all. I think you have to respect that there is always two sides of an argument. Yeah. And don't just try to, you know, shut it out. So I think that's a big message that still needs to come across, come clearer, and that needs to be focused on a little bit more. It's a beautiful message. I'll make sure it's highlighted, as a matter of fact. <laughs> we ride or die as a community, so we're all here to grow the game. And so far, it's working, so let's keep it up. It's all about supporting each other, maybe. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what's great about this community. There's a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of support, and everybody's just so great. Um, it was great meeting you guys. Thank you so much for letting me interview you guys. Can you do one more shout-out? Yeah, absolutely. Do uh, it, man. Shout-out to my man, Eric, at home. <laughs> uh, what Rice said. And shout out to the Indie Arch Fiends. Thank you very much for taking the time to, uh, you know, give us an interview and whatnot. It's really appreciated. I, I hope I hope you guys continue doing what you're doing. Like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I actually, I'm hoping to get my co-host in Gen, into Gin Con because uh, I won't be there. Um, but I'll be I'll catch anybody who's outside. But um, I'm hoping I can get him Aaron in. Aaron told me he's gonna sneak in. He's got the hookups. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're trying a different spin on things. <laughs> That's Mister Indie right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're trying to put a different spin on things. Uh, you know, do some you know, in the field interviews like I'm doing right now. I like that. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah once again, cool. thank you guys so much for talking to me. Uh, having us. Signing off. Having my us. name's Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends and you guys sign off. Um, we're Metapotion. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt from Metapotion, thanks for listening, everyone. It's Rice. Thank you guys for everything. Brian Burgundy signing out. And the Manderville man himself, Andy Cremona, signing off. And that's a wrap. The next interview, uh, I got an interview with uh, Sam Prime. Sam Prime. So that was, once again, that was a really nice interview. Uh, And then we'll jump into that right now. Once again, Terrence and the Arch Fiends. And now I'm 
joined by one of the judges of the Lightning Crystal Cup, Sam Prime. Hey guys, how you doing? And so uh, I was just wanted to conduct this interview because I wanted to get sort of an insight of how it is to be a judge on something of this scale. I mean, we had 120-odd players, right? Right. Uh, so run me through the motions. Like, how was it preparing for this? Uh, how was it running? Did it run smooth? I mean, it, it ran pretty smooth. Um, for, for preparing, I just went through. There's the floor rules, advanced rules. Um, they're basically like three pages you just go over. Okay. Um, you know, it, it it went pretty smoothly. Um, I still made a mistake, which bothered me. I was hoping to not make a mistake, but yeah. I am human, so yeah, absolutely. I kind of should not happens. automatons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it went, I thought it went really smooth. So okay, that's great. And so uh, one big thing I wanted to ask in preparation to be a judge, um, how was that for you in particular uh, when it came to? Are, are you an official judge, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so, so how did the, your preparation go? What did you study? Sure. How was the test? Sure. So I played a lot of magic, so I didn't really study. I didn't study at all. I didn't know I was going to be taking the test. I just, oh. When I found out uh, Richie was administering it, um, I asked to take it, um, and I took it. Back then, you couldn't have the cards in front of you when you took a test, so it was okay. a lot harder. Um, but I thought the test was extremely easy. Um, but again, I came from a magic background, and a lot yep. of the rules work the same way. Um, that being said, a lot of people struggle with the test. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and then a lot of people take the test, and I don't think they really understand what it takes to be a judge. So, for example, like, I really want to qualify for Worlds. Yep. Um, but I, I am going to judge this, and I think that I'm going to try to do Arizona also, if I can afford it. Okay. Um, that being said, that means I'm, I'm giving up two potential slots to, instead of playing, You're I'm going to actually be judging. And that also means that, like, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to Gen Con yeah. um, after doing this. So there is a sacrifice to it. I don't think that people really appreciate that. So I, if, I, if you're we preparing for it, you. also understand that like the judges are sacrificing being able to play. They're sacrificing all the prize. You don't get any of that. I think usually uh, Square Enix will hook you up with like a couple of the boxes and some promos, okay, which is yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, awesome. if you're, I mean, you're definitely giving your time, and, and yeah, you're, but you're some not instances doing, you're, not doing you're giving like up that, your, yeah. your your chance uh, to gun for it. You know, for sure. And I, I'll admit that I'm not doing it completely selfishly. Like part of me doing this is that I want to be able to watch every player at the top table. Yeah, and learn from them as I, as I'm going through it. So okay, yeah. So uh, knowing that, knowing you came from Magic, you are a judge. Um, have you always had sort of a technical approach to these things to be able to break things down and it come to easy to you? Um, I, I I wouldn't say that. It's it's more that I am a like one of those people that build like those weird wink or like wacky decks. Yeah. So like I look at every single card like all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I'm pretty familiar with it. But again, you know, I'm still gonna make mistakes. Um, but it, I wouldn't say it just came naturally. I just, I read over the advanced rules once, like I, and it just stuck with me. So uh, yeah, and I, I do a lot of the judging for our local events. So awesome. That's amazing. So where are you based out of? It sounds I, like you traveled out here. I did. Yeah. I flew out here. Um, I am based in Tampa, Florida. Um, so that's where I am. And you know, that's where my most, a lot of my team resides in Tampa. Um, so yeah, I'm part of the cards you lease. And I think, we actually have a few more people that are trying to be judges too out of the team, which okay. is really cool. I think it really shows that like our group um, is willing to like grow the game, and that's the idea is that we want to grow the game as much as possible. And by sacrificing our time, we're at least trying to help do that. Absolutely. So uh, I want to know if you have any sort of um, some tips, some wise wisdom that you can maybe give some people listening from a judge perspective, things that would maybe th make things easier on you, make things 
things smoother for them. Sure, yeah. Don't don't be afraid to make the, the tough calls. Um, there are a lot of times where, you know, like especially if you're a player and you have to ask someone else to speed up, it's very awkward. But as a judge, like that is your actual job. Yep. Um, and so don't be afraid to say, hey, you need to make a game action. Hey, this is a warning to make a game action. Um, you know, I sometimes I, I had to give out a few warnings today or I think I gave out one warning, one caution, for example. Okay. So just and, and you have to understand the difference because a warning is very different than a caution. Yep. Um, obviously, that's way different than a disqualification or what they call in as an instant defeat. Actually, um, yep. Right. So, you know, you just have to be pretty aware of those things. Absolutely. And so uh, I actually want to touch on the slow play a little bit. I know for a while that was one of the biggest gripes among the community. Right. Um, so how as it uh, as far as I know, I, I don't know if anything has been approached to that. Is that still sort of an in-store approach? Is there an official ruling on slow play? Uh, so there is rules on slow play, although it's not it's very specifically not defined. Um, so be, and, and that's because the complex the complexity of board states matters and changes. So if, for example, um, if my opponent spends four minutes on a single turn, it's very unlikely that uh, that were to ever happen. But if that were to happen, I wouldn't worry so much if they also spent every other turn playing very personally, very fast. Okay. Um, so it, it also, you know, it matters if the complex of the board state. So if they're spending two minutes on whether to mulligan or not, it's a little bit, um, I, I would be more lenient than that than if they're spending what to play for their first turn backup, for example. Yeah. Um, so the complexity of the board state matters a little bit. Um, and then also just if, you can usually see their hands as a judge. You can see if they have options. You can't call them out on it. You can't be like, pass the turn, sir. Yeah, you have exactly. Nothing. You have five backups <laughs> in hand. But very clearly, if they're tanking for two minutes and they have nothing to do, um, at some point, you need to just make that call because you want to avoid um, the game going into a draw for, for the reason, like, if they're doing Exactly, because you don't want the loss-loss, the right. double loss. That's, right. That doesn't feel um, good for anyone. And, 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 just, and that's one of the hard calls you have to be able to make, too. If you go to turn, and people, some, a lot of people don't know this, if you go to time, and it, the turn on turn three, active player passes, the game ends instantly. There's yep. there's no, no negotiating, there's no, well, you've scooped me, the game ends right then and there. Yep. And that can be really hard to enforce, because you don't want to like hurt feelings, and you don't want to drive players away from the game. Exactly. And it is a tough rule, but we are at a competitive level of it. Same thing applies for um, saying something like, hey, look, I'm at two damage, you're at six, and I have four forwards. Would you like to concede? You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, it's just rather just, you know, when you pass a turn, the game ends. Um, obviously, even as judges, we, we prefer a player to concede. We don't want the double losses that happen. Yeah. Um, but again, making those tough calls and, and, and can be, like, really tough, I think. Absolutely. So, uh, so you... you you said you're uh, representing Cards of Evilies? Yes. Okay. Um, is there, uh, before we close out, is there any plugs you want to throw in for them? Anything that uh, anybody should know? For sure, yeah. So, obviously, you know, if you want to check out CardsofEvilies.com, they have great singles and all that type of stuff. Absolutely. Um, one of the places I love check, to go to. <laughs> yeah, James is awesome. Also, check out the Choker Brothers, which is our podcast. We talk about a lot of these rulings a lot of times. Um, and uh, it, it's myself, Cody, and Zach. Or uh, when I'm not around, it's the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> check check those things out. In addition, if you're looking to judge, um, reach out to, to uh, the North American page. Um, show up to these Crystal Cups. Be willing to put in the work to judge. Yep. Um, I think that we need more judges. And so, you know, if you want to do it, reach out. If you're not interested in, in judging, don't take the test. That's gotcha. I will say that pretty blatantly. Yeah. So, it takes a lot of time to grade them. Since you're representing the podcast at Choker Bros also, uh, where do we find you? Uh, 
you can basically only find us on YouTube and okay. Facebook. We're not, we, we were doing SoundCloud for a while, but it, it costs money. It costs after, money. Yeah. Yep. So have like, you guys you know, thought about, uh, uh, sorry, um, Spotify? Uh, that's. So we, we've talked about it right. a little bit, but we just, just want to keep it easy. So okay. the thing is, is that, you know, we were one of the first podcasters out there. Um, and we feel like we just have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And we're not looking like some podcasters are looking to like make it, um, and like to go big. Yeah. I mean, people like the RV, like they're awesome. Like you would never not want them to get bigger and better. They're exactly. awesome, right? Yeah. Whereas like we're just really kind of like just hanging out, you know, like we're doing our thing, having fun. Um, we all have full time jobs that are, you know, taking up most of our time. So yes. this is really yeah. just a pastime. Um, if it grew into something bigger, great. But other than that, it's like, hey, let's, let's record a video tonight, throw it up on YouTube. If we miss next week, we miss next week. Gotcha. <laughs> so, all right. Um, fantastic. So, is there anything else that you wanted to say in closeout? Any messages? Um, there's probably a ton of things that <laughs> I'm missing. Yeah, I want to thank my team for coming here. Um, I want to thank Richie for allowing me to be a, a judge. Um, and you know, I just want to continue to see that the game grow. I think this is really important. Absolutely. Um, and I, and I do want to just shout out it to all the people that are keeping it positive out there. Yeah. I know sometimes it's hard and no, and not all things are perfect. No one's asking you to be that way, but like, I'm loving the positivity and some of this negativity has been driving me nuts. So, yeah. but at least, at least the positive outweighs. For least, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to personally thank you, um, and I want to also thank all the other, uh, you know, judges and stuff. Um, <laughs> let's see. They, they, they call. Uh, okay, look, I got, I got my, uh, my, my uh, secondary co-host here, um, Andrew Mumford. Uh, you have a question. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I actually have, um, earlier today, I mean, since we're here at the Crystal Cup, uh, I, I had a newer player today. Okay. And he was doing... Slower plays. I, I mean, I understand that new new thing. Would that be a, like getting a judge for slow playing on that part, or would that be? So the player, um, the the opponent should call the judge just to ask the judge to watch over. The the reason being is that um, it is a competitive level um, event. We want everyone to be playing. We want everyone to have a good time. We want new players to feel welcome, but also uh, we have a, a duty to uphold the integrity of the event. Um, and so the player should be expected to play at the level that we're playing at. Okay. Um, that's not to say we don't want new players to play. It's an awesome experience. Um, but that being said, yeah, I, I would expect them to play at least at, at a, the efficiency level of anyone that should be playing. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. So like, once again, I want to thank you, all the judges, for taking the time, taking the effort, taking you know the money it takes to travel out here and make sure things run smooth, make sure we're all playing on the straight and narrow. And... Uh, Really do appreciate it from the Indy Arch fans. We love you guys. No, thank you. All and, judges. And I, and I do want to say that, you know, it, it's actually people like you guys that are keeping the game alive. It really is. It's the, the content creators that are putting their hearts and souls into the game um, that really gave this game the boost. I don't think that the game would be nearly where it's at if it weren't for all the content creators. Um, and I've always said the same thing. I've always had a good relationship with RBA guys. For example, I've always had a good relationship um, with the Triple Triad. You know, those are all our, yep. our, our, yeah. our Florida guys. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the more content creators, the better. I don't think there's ever an overcrowding. There's 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 still a lot of content to be explored. There's a lot of stuff that's not being done yet. I hope that, you know, that you guys and everyone else inspires more and more people oh, yeah. to come up. Absolutely. So. And that's what we're trying. We're trying a different angle. Um, like I've said in a previous interview, uh, we're just trying to do these, like, sort of grilla-style interviews, uh, get uh, sort of take 
on the spot while fresh in the mind of how right, yeah, I'm out here sweating. Animals. If you hear me stumbling over my words, <laughs> it's, it's hot outside. I just got done judging. Yeah, once again, on. it's because I'm doing this gorilla <laughs> style. I like uh, it though. I like one, it. One day, you know, when, when we're, we're doing better, we'll, we'll be in the commentary booth doing these interviews. No, I keep this. I like this. I like, I like, I like the gorilla style. Yeah, 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 make, make, make me sweat, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so that was Sam Prime. Judge, awesome, amazing. I am Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends, and briefly I was joined by my secondary co-host, Andrew Bumford, and we are all signing off. And so that was the interview with Sam. Okay, also, Sam Prime, um, we're going to give him a shout-out to the Chuckle Bro, um, to the Chuckle Bros, so we're going to shoot one back out to you, because in your last podcast, you shouted us out, so we're going to shoot one back out to you. I have to watch it now. Okay, like, well, okay yeah. here's the thing, is like they're only on YouTube. Yeah, and so uh, I listen to podcasts while I'm on the forklift at work. Um, but on my free time, which I probably will tonight, now that I, especially because I know I, I, I watch them when I can. Yeah. Um, you guys need to be on on, on some podcasting. <laughs> I, I want to listen because I, I love their podcast. I love you guys' podcast, but I I, I want to listen to it while I'm at work. Put it on anything I can listen to that's not YouTube. <laughs> so moving on from there, um, we want to make sure we got multiple perspectives. Of course. Uh, so. After that, I went ahead and got uh, judges' perspectives, which one of them included Sam Prime, of course. Awesome. Um, and then so I also got a, uh interview with uh, Gabe and Andrew at the same time. And these were the two other judges mm-hmm. that um, were running the event. They did a very good job. They handled everything very professionally, very well, and everything on their side of things. They were yeah, we could great. One. And then so here's the interview with Gabe and Andrew. Awesome. Terrence Davis, Indie Arch Fiends. I'm pretty sure you guys are tired of me introducing myself at this point. I am joined by Andrew Good, Gabriel Cavalieri. How you doing? Both judges at the Lightning Crystal Cup. So I just did an interview with Sam Prime. It was very illuminating, and I wanted to get your guys' perspective from the trenches. So overall, I want to start with how was your experience with this particular Crystal Cup and how smooth did it run? And, you know, was there any, as far as like, you know, rulings and stuff, was there anything uh, challenging? It's really, for me, it was really good. Uh, there are, based on the leniency of Final Fantasy in general with rulings, because I come from a history of Magic and other games, there's a lot more leniency in the game. So a lot of players are confused that people don't just get like straight out DQ'd or game losses for certain things. <laughs> so there is some confusion from the player base about that. But as major events continue to happen, and even smaller, large events for Final Fantasy, I'm noticing the player base um, gets more used to tournament scene, and things end up going a lot more smoothly, as does the staff. So on both ends, the more it grows, the better it ends up doing. Um, other than that, it was, it was pretty solid. Uh, people underestimate how much Final Fantasy judges walk around because of match lips. <laughs> other than that, it's good. I think that definitely coming back, like, I was probably one of the few people that drove, like, obscene distances for uh, Judge the First Crystal Cup in Boston. And compared to what we were, were, the scene is at right now, when we first didn't have any OP play, we didn't have anything, we went from, like, an area where people just didn't understand what the competitive level meant. We're now in, like, season two of, like, probably the biggest season that this game has ever had. And to see how people are now understanding how the rules are played, they're becoming more prepared. The community in itself is all growing because everybody's helping each other to do it. It's always a good experience. Battlegrounds did a great job in hosting this event. I think it's super cool that Square 
Square Enix is allowing people to have a host at a store. Like, who does that? Like, just to be able to just go to your local store and be like, hey, there's a 120 people event at this store. Like, just come out and play. It's amazing. It was a really good feeling, personally, seeing the Final Fantasy event being bigger than the Magic Crew release here. That was just like, uh, it's yeah, from right? scenes. Like, it's really cool to see how the community Wait, is growing. I always get warm and fuzzies when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the bestest part. It's the fucking greatest. Language. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, so um, here's a question I had sadly had forgotten to ask the other judge. So what was one of the most difficult, uh, to you guys, if there was one, a uh, question that you encountered today? Oh. Or was there anything that gave you pause for a moment and that you had to really reach into your mind and be like, wait a minute, oh, okay. For a moment, because I do judge other games, I was working off the premise of the Magic Legend rule and promptly forgot how dark cards work when coming in from out of the game with, oh, the name's escaping me, the monster that exiles a guy. Uh, Nidhogg? No. Nykos? He was saying monster. Monster uh, that hangs Oh, oh, Death, Death Gaze. Gaze. Yes. When De- so Death Gaze had a dark card exiled, and there was another dark card out. Okay. And the Death Gaze ended up getting flickered. So I just had to double check, because oh, yeah. coming from other games, it's just, sometimes, for me, I have to remember what game I'm judging, because sometimes it lines up differently. But other than that, I feel like as more rulings come out, the cards make more sense as they're written. So the judge questions become less difficult. Some of the judge questions I got today were just misunderstandings of the new rulings of how um, uh, the modal cards like Ramo work yeah. um, and the resolution. Um, a lot of it's just people getting used to things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's uh, guys like you guys that really keep it running smooth when every opus sort of introduces a new mechanic. Especially, yeah, I know uh, this next opus is introducing some new stuff. and I believe they were saying Opus 10 is going to come with a new keyword. Yep. So uh, it'll definitely, it's, it's always appreciative when you guys are there to... Those are my favorite questions, but it's something just like, I, what I appreciate as a judge when someone calls me over and they're like, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing before I do it, instead of me having to come over three minutes later when everyone's angry at each other. Yeah. So, and that is one thing, if I can say it from a judge perspective, we are here to make sure to like stop you guys from having to fight each other. If there's even the minorest question, feel free to call. Gotta stop the rumble, man. There can't yeah. be no rumbling going down in these parts. We're not, it's all about friendship here. We're not going to be offended that you're calling us over. That's yeah. literally why we are here. I think why we do get, I think one of the probably one of the more interesting rulings is how the stack reverses. I think a lot of things that some people who come from a magic background have an understanding of how the stack correlates. Now, some of the way the cards are worded can sometimes be a little weird, which is definitely, I had a question about how Phoenix resolved in the case of if the forward was removed. Um, yep. For people who don't know, choose a forward um, from cost three or less from your break zone, choose one forward your opponent controls, deal at 8,000 damage, and then play the forward. It, it, it's probably an abbreviated, but question was, if the forward doesn't exist, do I play the forward? The answer is yes. I always like to check because you're not perfect. We're not perfect people. We play, we, we, we are involved in many different judging for any other card games. I know that, you know, there's just a lot of different questions on how this, I had a question about how um, eight cost snow interacted with Layak um, for uh, seven cost snow. I apologize. So it yeah. says when, it, when a forward attacks, choose one forward, dull it. It asks, how does the triggers resolve with Layak that says when your opponent attacks, 
these, um, you know, activate the card and, uh, uh, activate all characters you control, draw one card. So the question was, how does that activate it? If you come from like a magic background, which is something I've had experience with, you know, it's reverse order in the sense. So, you know, resolves, lay act, trigger, activates everything. Um, then snow triggers because it's turn player priority on the stack. Yep. And I think as people see more and more, and I think the one thing is compared to when we first started judging, like me and Andrew Good have had experience judging from last year. Players really are starting to really get we There's a lot more just how, or a lot less how does this card work, and a lot more how does the specific corner case interaction happened yep. that no one thought was going to happen until these two decks ran into each other. So it seems a lot of case-by-case case basis. Yeah, a yeah. Lot of, that's why it's been hard for me to think, because it's on the moment, case-by-case, case, specific card interactions. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's something that's really changed in comparison to when the game first started, at least on an OP competitive level. There were a lot of people who were jumping in, never played a card game before, maybe never understood how the whole, you know, how... It is. And, and when you go to a big tournament, you get a little sweaty, you get a little nervous, you're just like, oh my god, there's players all around, I'm really afraid what to do. Honestly, it's all judge. It's one of the things that I think people are more relaxed about calling a judge, So because people hear how it works and hear how some of the rulings of how the card works, and now people are familiar and they're just asking general like mechanical questions. I notice in some games, and not in Final Fantasy for the most part, people are either embarrassed to call a judge, or offended if someone calls a judge during their game. Yeah. And that's we're not there to be, it's not something to be embarrassed about. It is a complicated game. Yeah. Like, you have a math teacher there in math class to help you do your problems. We're here to, like, help yeah. resolve these issues. We so only do it because not only do we love the community, but this game's hard. There's a lot of weird interactions, there's a lot there of is. weird uh, wordings of cards, there's a lot of different things that are really just important, and, like, we, we do this because we like the community. It's not, you know, we're not bringing in the big bucks, just judging the tournament. We want to help, and that's I think one thing that translates compared to how the tournament went today, it really shows because there's just such a welcoming kind of vibe to how everything goes. I was thanked by so many people for judging. I guess it's awesome as a judge just to be appreciated. It's like, we're here because we love it, but it's also nice just hearing, like, hey, we understand that you were running around for seven hours. Right. So when it comes to judging, uh, as a judge, is there anything that you guys have to like report to Square, or do, are you guys in contact with Square or RB? Uh, is there any interaction of like how things went, uh, or any? Um, for the most part, it's up to the tournament organizers to report the results of the event. Okay. Um, the judges themselves are responsible for reporting the game slips and all that stuff. If there's any confusion, that's why we sign it, okay. so they can call the judge to double check. Um, mostly, the confusion that comes up if someone doesn't mark down that uh, it was a mill out. Or, or like run out of cards win, and the the person report they're putting the scores in hasn't seen that before. They're like, there's not seven damage somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, it's generally on the tournament organizers or the store running it to report that. Um, there is a judge Discord in case that is yeah, very that's active. Like, it's super active um, because it is a global judge Discord. Oh, you generally get an answer very quickly. Um, I haven't Almost waited more than, like, imagine. five minutes. Yeah. It's very cool, because you kind of look at it from, you know, America had kind of a different kind of way of looking at the judge program. We got it very late. But it's there's a judge discord where it has judges from France, from Argentina, from Belgium, and you have a bunch of different kind of, kind of things there. And that's kind of the cool thing, because we can talk to people who've had experience. Gotcha. So I wanted to ask you one last question, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, 
what made you want to be a judge? Like, th- it was it from you like that technical background of cards? I I know you both have said you judged before in multiple card games. What what drove you to want to be in that role? Have you guys always looked at things in a different light to, to be, make you want to be judges? Yeah, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. For me, I used to be a huge spike. Like, I was all in the tournament scene for Magic. I got my spike out in a lot of games early. I competed in the first two, the first Crystal Cup, and then one big event in Virginia before there were more. Um, and then I just, personally, I've played hard for so long, and now I'm a shop owner myself, so I'm more on the admin side on the day-to-day. Yeah. And I kind of just ground myself out and now just enjoy being being the teller instead of the doer. Nice. So for me, kind of a weird, different story. Um, when I started judging when they first released the program, um, there wasn't really a judge program. We had the Boston Crystal Cup. Um, it's fairly recent, yeah. Yeah, it was very, very recent from the last year. There wasn't a lot of people that wanted to do it. Think about it. And I want you to kind of put the perspective of somebody. We were itching for OP play. We were just looking. Nobody, when they heard the first OP play, everybody was like, I'm playing this tournament. And I heard from some of the people that I told, I've actually, who were asking me to judge, that didn't understand a lot of the interactions. Yeah. So you look at it as a perspective of you, you wanted to find a way to help how nice the community kids you have. You guys who are just, well, you know, interviewing us to grow the community. There, I don't have a way of, you know, I don't have like a, you know, anything to record, but if there's some way I can give back, that's kind of where it started. From doing judging, I've actually started working in a shop, and I still love this game. I play. I have my invitation to nationals, which is really awesome. But that is amazing. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me to it. God. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I think it's all about the community. I think one thing is we all give a piece of something that really like translates and makes this community. So if there's a piece that I can give, and judging is it. Fantastic. Wise words. So, uh, before we close out, is there any plugs you guys want to do? I know you're owing a story. You yeah. can get a shout out. Here, here's your time to shout out to people. Shameless yep. plugs, shameless plugs heaven, and shout outs, man. Gamers Lounge, Ramen Bar. We got everything that you can. We do video games, consoles, tabletop, everything. And where are you located? We are. Oh, yeah, that's important. I'm located yep. in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Depending on traffic, roughly 45 minutes outside of Philly, right near Valley Forge. So, hot spot for both just. Visiting places as well as gaming, and that's both you guys. Or oh, so he's also at another place. So okay. interesting thing. I, I love Gamers Heaven. They have a great Final Fantasy scene. I started working for a shop called Mainline Chess and Games. We've been okay. starting our local, local kind of thing going on. Also, we've started a YouTube channel called the Fin Fam. Ooh, okay. We just put out our first video. It's really hot trash. But we're working on it. You have one more viewer, so that <laughs> I, you know, I, I love uh, content for any of this. Too, you know, honestly, probably all of us at Indie Arch Fiends. Uh, so yeah, we'll definitely check out that channel. And what is the channel name uh, once the again? Fin Fam. It's called the Fin. Okay, fam. spell that out so then our viewers can check it out. I'm gonna ruin it. It's like F F T C G Fin Fam. Like F I N F I M F I N. Dash F A M. Okay, so fam. I will send you a fam. Okay, yep. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. We'll be doing content about you know just game state. We want to bring something different today, just something fun, more and just enjoyable. Last so. video was about potential cards you would ban. Yeah, instead we, of daddy. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we talked about a bunch of banned cards. We'll be doing um 
content about deck techs. We'll be talking about our experience at the uh, the Crystal Cup today. We had some players that uh, this is their first competitive tournament, and they top thirty two the event. So it was like, yeah, and I think since you guys have a, a judge perspective, you, de- you you could definitely put a different spin on things and put things in a better perspective. Exactly. I think a lot of times you always look at it from a player's perspective, and and it's really awesome that you guys even want to listen to you know what we have to say in regards to that. But I think getting three different perspectives from people who've never even jumped into the competitive FFT scene and they've had a competitive magic background. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> and finally, just like, you know, getting three perspectives, something different. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I guess one last question is any wise words before we come close out? Anything you want to tell the players, the viewers? Check your deck list. Both the cards in your deck. Come closer for, come closer for the wisdom. Sorry. Come closer for the wisdom. Always check your deck list and the deck itself to make sure they represent each other. Because although this game is lenient, that is the hardest thing they are against. I had to give out a game loss today. It felt really bad for everyone. Just check your stuff. Yeah, check your decks. Come prepared for the tournament. It's going to be a long, long day. We played how many rounds? Eight rounds? We played seven rounds. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. We played from what? Like, we started at yeah. 10, and Final Fantasy it's is now like... It's starting to have longer tournaments. Bring snacks. Protein is important. Mm-hmm. to make sure to stay hydrated. Get potassium. Potassium is very important. Bananas. Yeah, my scene was bananas and uh, uh, beef jerky. Beef jerky and, and a bananas. bunch of water. Remember, you, don't even bring your deck, just beef jerky and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so uh, I'll go ahead and sign off. You guys sign off, too. I'm Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends. I'm Gabriel Cavalier with the Fin Fam. Uh, Andrew Good coming out from Gamer7. All right, beautiful interview. Thank you guys. And once again, uh, before I even close this out, I want—I really do want to thank you guys. Um, uh, especially after talking to Sam, it really puts into perspective how much you guys put into this, how much you guys sacrifice, and I, I really do appreciate you guys. Appreciate thank it. you, thank you guys. It. Thanks for making the scene work. Absolutely. And signing off. And so. The last interview we're going to do is actually, no, sorry, second to last. The the last one, or second to last year is with Ben Dunn. He was one of the uh, guys who worked at Battlegrounds that was helping set up and everything. So we just got a quick little take on, yeah. on his perspective. Oh, yeah. Got to see what the stories were like. Absolutely. How they, how they feel about us. So. And so playing that interview for you right now. Mm-hmm. Conducting the last interview of the day, once again, I'm. Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and I am actually joined by my co-host, Andrew Mumford, uh, and we are interviewing Ben with Battlegrounds. With Battlegrounds, and so we just wanted to get you in a quick little interview to get the store perspective of a big event like this. Um, So, this is more of a question for viewers, we already know the answer, but is this your guys' first time running a huge event for Final Fantasy? Um, we've done, we've done a, we did a 70, almost 80 person event a few months back. I can't remember what kind of, it was a, it was another type of tournament, not a crystal cup, but this okay. is, this is the biggest one. I believe it was a petite cup. Petite cup. Yep. It was a petite cup. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we did an 80 person petite cup a few months ago, but this was 40 people bigger. So, and that's quite significant. Gotcha. So have, have you been with Battlegrounds long enough to watch the community? Oh, oh, yeah. Final oh yeah. I was talking to Aaron. Austin Archer earlier that I remember when he was coming in selling all his magic cards to get Opus One packs. That's beautiful. Months and or years ago at this point, and him coming in every week and just being like, "I'm the only one here." Is <laughs> and he just brought in people slowly and slowly, and it's become 115 people Crystal yeah, Cup. That's so. amazing. 
Yeah. You absolutely. definitely see the growth. It's been awesome. And so um, another question I had was how, how much in advance did you guys have to prep for this? Uh, and then how did the process go, them communicating with you guys that, hey, Crystal Cup's going on, did Square reach out, did, uh, or were you guys sort of the catalyst of getting this going? Um, if anything, I believe there was a lot of communication with us, between us and Square. Unfortunately, I do not do a lot of that, so I don't actually know how long ago we had fully yeah. set the plans in motion. But I know that we've been planning this for months and months, at least six months in advance. And okay, gotcha. So this is something you guys know we've way been, ahead of we've time. We've been talking about it way ahead of time, and we've been talking about it for a long time, making sure we uh, allotted this time slot for the whole store, effectively. Yeah. Then Magic had to go and have pre-release on the same weekend, but yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> that's you've made it. I, I just want to make a note that, like, when first of all, the Final Fantasy seems way like like triple yeah. of what like you see on the Magic, and the fact that things were catered to Magic, or I'm sorry, to Final Fantasy over Magic, it brings warm and fuzzy. Yeah, as a Final Fantasy player, <laughs> the area that I saw for for you guys for the pre-release was literally way smaller than. Yeah. Well, it helps that we knew how many people were going to be here for Final Fantasy. Like, we had the pre-registers, we had 120 okay, yeah. filled up, and we usually get, like, 60-ish people for the Saturday pre-release, so we set up 100 tables, mm-hmm. 60 for Final Fantasy, being 120 players, and then, uh, what, that's 80 for Magic, yeah. so, eight, or uh, 40 tables, so, 80 players for Magic. We usually don't get any more than that, so... Yes, the Final Fantasy did kind of dwarf the pre-release, but it was a core set, so it was a little lower. But the Final Actually, Fantasy definitely made it look like Magic was like, "What is this game? Who's, who's I know, game? right? Whose game is this?" <laughs> um, so, what? Uh, how long have you been with Battlegrounds in particular? Um, I've probably been going on three years now. Okay, awesome. three and a half. Nice. Um, and so, you know, as someone who's seen uh, multiple small events get bigger and bigger and bigger, how? smooth did you say this go uh as far as like from the store side of things do you think there's anything that you felt you guys could do better do you think you guys nailed it like what are your thoughts there are definitely some things i feel like we do better but i always try to take away like always things that we can do better yeah Never, nothing's to be perfect continuous improvement yeah exactly always try to look at the things that we can improve on here at battlegrounds um but i think things went very well we had a few scorekeeping issues today but luckily that was mostly on the players it was much yeah. less on us um, sure. Hey, on the organization side, uh, what is it hard to get like, like, I know you guys print out a big sheet and stuff okay. like that. I mean, as organized, you, we, we appreciate that, yeah. you know, because, you know, doing matches and stuff like that. Is it relatively hard to do that with the, with the, I guess the square software? Or so none of it is hard or difficult. It's just kind of analog. Like you've got to do, there's a lot of clicks and motions you got to make on the computer and stuff to do it. A lot of moving gears. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. So nothing is, like, hard. Like, none of the stuff I'm doing is difficult. It's just like, I gotta do this to do this to do that, to put it there to do this to do that and there. And then it's on the screen. Oh, then it's, okay. Yeah, cool. it takes a, it takes a little bit, but we adjust it around the... With quite a large crowd like this. It's... Yeah, it, yeah the, the more and more people make it a little more harder. So, so is that the reason why, I mean... We, we, you know, we have streamers, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that the reason why there's such a a uh, lag time between, you know, what we see on this live stream mm-hmm. or the shows? Is that is that the main reason why there's such a lag? It was a little bit. Um, a little bit was the, the working gears. A little bit was people playing a little too long past time. You know, we call time and then, like, 
seven, eight minutes later, we still have match slips out. Um, shout out to the judges today. They were running all around getting match slips and stuff. It was a little bit of everything. It was, we had the pre-release going on. We had, if you get things back on the screen, it takes a little bit. Then people going over time. Because I can't make any progress towards the next round until I have all 60 match slips. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not until every single person, every single person that set down their cards can I start any progress on the next one. Oh, And wow. that's not really anyone's fault. There's really no other way to do it because to get accurate, like, match reportings and, like, put up the next pair. Because all the pairings are generated at the same time. Okay. So, and we can't generate them until Everybody. everyone's in. Cool. So when maybe if you finished your match, like, right on time or five minutes before time, you're like, man, it's been around for, like, 15 minutes, but then you see someone's still playing, like... Mm -hmm. Shoves it all back. That's <laughs> Starkey by the Dawn. That's a good point. So, um, let's see. Uh, as far as, you know, from the store level, um, is there anything that you want to play to players? Uh, anything about the store? Let's, let's, let's get some shout-outs, plug-ins, and see what we got. Definitely, if we're doing a shout-out, shout-outs to the RV Returner guys. They, they have they literally, like, start from the bottom, like, now we're here. Like, yeah. They have been here from the, like I said, Austin Archer, uh, Chris Adams, and uh, Adam Lane. They've all been here since the beginning, and they've all done the stream and, like, building it up. They come to the weeklies every single week, so they haven't got, like, too big to come every single week to come play at the locals. Yeah. Uh, they're here every single week. Um, we give them shout-outs all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, as far as the players, like, it's been great. How we've been going, so I would just say just keep coming out. Like it's been a ton of fun seeing the Final Fantasy stuff grow. I wish I could play it a little more often than I do, which is never because uh, yeah, you. I got a lot, man. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going, but um, yeah, keep it up, keep coming out. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, like you know, in the future, probably uh, next season. Anyway, <laughs> you'll see us next tournament season. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, we. It's only day one, but we've really enjoyed ourselves. Uh, yeah. Neither of us made it to day two, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Uh, Sweet. Take advantage of the Soldier Series. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to thank you guys for hosting. Um, just, you know, making sure everything ran smooth. I mean, we came in and, like, all we were doing is helping move some tables. But you guys were more or less already for this. Yeah, we needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we've been prepping for... At least mentally prepared for months. Physically <laughs> yeah. preparing probably the just last few days. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, so I am Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends. I am Andrew Mumford. Ben with Battlegrounds. And we are here at the Lightning Crystal Cup, and we are signing off. Once again, thank you for uh, letting us interview you. And, uh, hey, guys. Thank you. As a story, you know, thanks for making sure this translated along with you you, got, you and the judges, man. Yeah, they did, they did a great job. If it and, wasn't for them... It would have not. I could not have been running around. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's a whole match slips. team effort. Uh, it's great. This whole team Those effort. Guys were great. So you judges, uh, RVA, uh, RB was here. Just all beautiful. All it was beautiful. great. Great event. Signing off. And finally, the last interview uh, I bagged was it was just a really fun player. So I got this on day two. Okay. And we were playing the Soldier Series. So as soon as we wrapped up with the Soldier Series, I wanted to make sure I got an interview with this guy. Right. So he was very charismatic, very fun. Um, I listened to Andrew and uh, <laughs> Justin just 
banter back and forth, and they had a really fun game. Like, it was serious, but at the same time, they were just having fun. Oh, yeah. And that's what everybody likes to see, right? And so, um, this is Justin Quinones. Um, okay. Just, you know, one of the players who loves this game, just like the rest of us. And, you know, we had a really fun time, so we had a really fun interview. And here's the last interview. Okay. Once again, and last but not least in the list of interviews... I'm Terrence Davis with Andy Archfiends, and I am joined by my secondary co-host, Andrew Mumford. And I am joined today by... Justin Quinones. And we just got done with the Soldier Series, uh, the sad series for those who did not make day two of Lightning Crystal Cup. Uh, uh, so what did you... Let, let's hear your thoughts on the Lightning Crystal Cup from yesterday. Uh, and where did you go? Huh? Uh, like X, what was your, what was your uh, score? Oh, I went two and five. Okay, gotcha. So it was a rough day. So it was a rough day. Uh, Earthwind did not shell out for me very well. But it was my first Crystal Cup. I started the game back in March. Okay. Uh, so it was a nice experience of coming all the way from Jersey. All right. And to meet this community, you know, um, I met a lot of friends. You know, we we're all cool. And even though it's a really heavy competitive game, we still find ways to joke around and still oh, get yeah. the game. Absolutely. Um, you know, I misplayed here and there. People weren't too sour about, you know, yeah. me rethink things <laughs> yeah, you, through. Yeah, you can never, I mean, as long as you have a good time. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, I, I did that three times today and two times with the Phoenix. So it's a real feel bad move when I'm like, I really shouldn't have Phoenix and now I'm down seven. seven yeah, seven. CP. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you win some, you lose some. Like I said, uh, losses aren't losses. They're learning experiences. Exactly. So I got five learning experiences yesterday. Versus, you know, uh, water wind, uh, <laughs> oh, ice fire, which is another one that was killing me too. So I didn't encounter a single ice fire yesterday. Really? Yeah, I encountered one. I was I was in that like middle section of stuff for the longest time, uh, but I I hit a lot of ice water. Not See, ice, I, I didn't do I ice. Didn't I didn't hit ice fire, ice but water. so much ice water. But I fought uh, water lightning knights. Ah. Luckily, I was able to. Phoenix, their rain before they went active. Yeah. So it was like rain is gross. That at uh, Kansas City. Yeah. I, and I, actually, I think I met you at Kansas City. Uh, no, I never. Like I said, this is my first, first big tournament. I was. An, I was. I think I met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's another person that looks almost like you. I get it all the time. Like, uh-huh. I, I, got one of those faces. I guess I have one of those faces. But I get it all the time because you wasn't the first one that said that. Oh. That oh, did you go to the. Uh, you know, the local qualifier in Brooklyn, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I enjoyed myself. Today was fun, too, even with yeah. the Soldier Series. Again, uh, you know, I met him, and we were just having a great time. Oh, yeah, it was, it, was it was actually uh, funny. So, I was so engrossed in, like, your banter and watching your game, I wasn't paying attention to my game. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were just joking around, because it came to the point where, like, we both knew we weren't getting up top. Yeah. So, you know, just fool them out. Let's, let's see what happens. I ended up losing the game anyway. Game, yeah. But it went down to the to the wire pretty much. I mean, look. look. I, okay, first turn, guys. Uh, I, he, uh, he basically dropped his hand. His, or, you know, or I dropped my, fir- my first turn. I'd be like, you know, Mephilia, you know, bring back a bunch of stuff. I had, a, you know, things like that. You know, yeah. dro- dropped it down. Let him have, let see, him see the hand, yeah, and you know, failure recurs. You see what was pitched, yeah. and then 
I think minor right behind and then, it. And then, and then I drew, and then, and then I drew a minor on the next thing, and I did the same thing. So yeah, I knew it. everything that was in his hand. Yeah. Most of the game, so it wasn't like. And then yeah, and then what, at one point in time, it's like he got he went wide, and I was like, and I got a little worried, and I was like, it was, and then once he said that, everyone's favorite, and, uh, and Taro I, Taro. And I was like, uh-huh. and I had it in hand. I had a Shantoto in hand. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I bet you have it. I bet she's got a Shantoto. And I was like, Lay it down. And I just look, I just put it down, even on his turn, because yeah. we at this point, you know, we're, yeah. we're still pandering. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I was like, I drew my two cards. And he's like, <laughs> you know what's coming. Yeah. And, and, and just put it on the table. Zero response to it. So. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Um, uh, I, I had a Toto today, too, and it does not feel good. Yeah, the, the deck I was playing today was uh, eroded from uh, yesterday's deck. Okay. Because I'm trying to get used to not playing with that Aluma and the Earthwind. That, yeah, that's fair. Better. And uh, on the plus side, it frees up, frees up spots, though. Because, like, does. that was it six, six spots, spots dedicated to Dada Ping. But so. it's so clunky for me, the yeah. way I was playing before, to switch into, like, I added a different play style. Yeah. For an, uh, another copy of Earth to try to, you know, carbuncle 9k block, reduce any damage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to do that, but it just did not work out the way I wanted to. Oh, yeah, and by the way, guys, I was I was playing a straight up monk deck. Uh, I mean, <laughs> mono earth monks. Mono earth monks with no prish. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this no prish does not count as monk. monk. She is yeah. a adept martial artist. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I think our match was a really good, fun match. No, no, I, I, I had all of the matches I, I had. A great time playing against you. It was yeah. fun. Um, it was one of the better, lighthearted matches that I had. Um, I mean, because at this point in time, we were both, what, yeah. 0-3? 0-3, yeah. So, and so, uh, my fiance, she went uh, 3-4, and, and I think she was. Yeah, so she's doing pretty well. So she started... Uh, no. Oh, oh, and uh, day one? Yeah, day one. Oh, she, that's not bad. She, yeah, she did better than I did, and she started the game two months after I did. She's oh, jeez. She's catching out really fast. She plays Mono Water. Now she's testing out Water Ice. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Now, I, I remember when we were bantering and stuff like that in our game. You had a, you had a boy in the top uh, six, 32, right? Oh, man, yes. Uh, Dan, I forget his last name. <laughs> his name is Dan. Uh, he's also part of from the Jersey Crew. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I met him in All the One Collectibles yeah. uh, up in Randolph, and I play with him every Wednesday in Hillsdale uh, Game Zone. Uh, he's really good. He teaches so many people. Uh, he's a little bit more aggressive than me because I should know the game already. So <laughs> yeah. he tries to smack it into me. Uh, he lost his first two games yesterday. But and then yeah, came back. He came back pretty much undefeated all the way up. Nice. But in the draft, he won his first three, lost to the last one, and literally the tiebreaker was 2% difference. Six, it was like 62.32. That hurts. Yeah. He had 60 flat. Oh. So he lost by that much, so that's why he was placed ninth. However, we just heard that most of the people in the top four uh, – Already qualified, so he still got an invitation to that. Well, oh, that's good. So, so he still got the invitation because it, it, that's what you're fighting out. for, and that's good. Yeah. That also oh, says well, a lot well, about well, the top four. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, the top four already has 
the world qualification. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, so, really, we were here for you know the world title yeah. invite, but you know, we're always looking for that national. Oh, he, he's going to nationals. I have no doubt in my mind that he would do very well over there. And I'm really hoping he brings you know uh, at least the national trophy home. Oh yeah. And that you guys got to put him through the ringer uh, in your locals. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's he's one tough cookie to get through because. Um, he plays these weird decks because he, he's always theory crafting, making his decks. Yeah. And he has a few on standby. He, uh, he, uh, he, uh, how do you say, uh, comes up with ideas with uh, some people from the RVA. You have okay. Oh, John, yeah. Yeah. Al- oh, John yeah. Alex, you know, they're all really top players. Yeah. Or sometimes we the same deck and yeah. brainstorm together and come up with these monster decks. Like, oh, yeah. I think he was playing uh, Earthwater with uh, Delada as the main focus. Oh. So, you know, you have the power from Carbuncle to Lisa's mm-hmm. Noctis. And the same idea I had, in turn, but he had ways to search for the Noctis. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have no uh, doubts that he'll do very well with that. So do you have any shout-outs plugs by any chance or anything before you wrap uh, this up? Besides the fact that, you know, I have so much respect for the community and all the one collectibles out in Randolph in New Jersey. You know, I started the game there. Nice. Everyone has helped me build a deck. They donated me cards. You know, they're a really strong community. I came down with some people. So, you know, we all look out for each other. And also at Game Zone of Hillsdale. All the people there, you know, PJ, Audrey, you know, yeah. Justin, Love, everybody over there is, like, really nice. And we play with each other every week and do, you know, just have a blast. You know? oh, yeah. Nobody's sour to anyone. We all get along perfectly fine. And that's kind of the best thing about this community as opposed to when I used to play with Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Magic. That's the general consensus. Yeah. We're hoping that it stays that way. I'm hoping so, too. Uh, that's my fear because you always want a game to explode and things like that. But when a game explodes, you start bringing in, especially like if yeah. you were to start adding cash prizes, you'll start getting really yeah. aggro people in terms of personalities. But all in all, everything else so far has been great. I can't wait for the next one. Oh, yeah. It'll be wonderful. Uh, thanks for, very much for taking some time to talk to us. No problem. And, uh, Thank you, man. Bro, we all got drives home, so yeah. we're closing out. Six hours right now. Oh, you got six? We got two. Sa- yeah, <laughs> yeah we're so definitely. It's going to be fun. Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends signing off for the last time on the last interview. Joined by my number two co-host, Andrew Mumford. And Justin and Quinones. And special guest, Justin Quinones. Thank you so much. Signing off. And so that is all the interviews. I hope you guys stuck around. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed definitely doing the interviews. I'm Mm -hmm. going to try to get more in the future. The biggest one, I'm going to try to catch the big whale at Gen Con. I'm going to attempt to interview Kageyama, and I really hope I can do it. (laughs) All right. You got it. Look. That's my my challenge. Okay, uh, Captain. I'm your first man on that one. We will get there. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, whoever else I catch, uh, Mm -hmm. I'd definitely like to, once again, interview the Meta Potion guys. 
uh, RVA bumping mm-hmm. to them. And just get the break zone. Yeah, exactly. Break, break zones. Zone. I didn't. I wasn't able to get them oh, uh, this man. time around. And I messed up last. I messed up, so I'm, I got to make. I got to make up break zone for Casey. So yep. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get Eric out in the field doing some interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, once again, I, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day. Enjoy your games and enjoy your pre-releases. So enjoy nine. Hopefully, all your polls are good ones. Yes. Later. Later. Thank <laughs> you.